Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media no Network. <laughs> What's going on, Kevin Walker, today? <laughs> all is well, all is well. Looking forward to another great one tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Everything's good. Everything's good. Should be a good show tonight. It's finally warming up here on the East Coast, Northeast. I don't know how it is down south, but Northeast, I'm excited because it was cold the last three or four what? days. Oh, my goodness. Like, I missed the snow. It was, it was cool because we haven't had snow in about two years, which is too long, honestly. Not long enough, if you ask me. But <laughs> I'm cool now. I don't need any more snow days. So we got to yeah, experience right, cool. after a while. I don't need it anymore. Let's get back to the warm weather, which means baseball will be starting soon. I don't know why all of a sudden I'm excited for baseball. It's really weird. But you guys ready to talk about some other sports? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. So we're going to start with the Kobe, the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's 81 points, I believe was yesterday, and some guys was balling. My goodness. We're going to start with this guy. He was the talk of the night. Uh, yes, I'm wearing the Sixers jersey, so you should know where we're going with this. <laughs> that is Joel Hans and B dropped 70 points, 18 rebounds, and five assists. Um, actually, I have a quote for you guys from the one and only Kendrick Perkins that I'm going to read right off the bat here. He said, right, this is what he tweeted, with all due respect to KD, but Joel is the best scorer in the game. He has mastered the offensive end and has zero flaws offensively. What he's doing to people on a night-to-night -night basis is ridiculous. God bless America. I don't know why you <laughs> want to throw in the last part, but hey, God bless America. But do you agree or disagree with what Kendrick Perkins had to say about Joel and B? Okay, welcome. Start with start with you first. I'm going to say I agree with it. I never thought about it, to be honest with you, until you just brought that quote up. Um, just thinking about real quick who's around the league and who are the top scorers. And you can throw Jokic in there. He mentioned KD um, as well. You can throw in Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, just to name a few guys. But even with all of those guys and a couple of guys that I missed, um, I can see that, man, because he is he is very versatile. He can he can back you down. He can get you in the mid range and he can hit the threes as well. So, and, and, and he's one of those guys that, you know, those big men who can actually hit uh, free throws on a, at a high percentage uh, for sure. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. And the more and more I think about it and the more and more I look at his game and you, and you die, uh, you dissect his game and what he's able to do. And, and uh, I say, yeah, I, I have to agree with, uh, with Kendrick Perkins. It's a rare time that I agree with Kendrick Perkins, <laughs> but nonetheless, I do agree with him in this case. And uh, um, so, yeah, I'm going to piggyback on what he said and say, yeah, I definitely think he's the best scorer in the game. And also I agree with them. God bless America as well. But Jay, you know, your guy used to be, I don't know he is, Mason, is isn't i'm not sure it's kevin durant you used to always say that's my guy that's my guy and people did say at one point in time he was probably the best scorer in probably the history of the game kendrick person perkins now says joel Embiid. do you agree or disagree with kendrick perkins i i mean i i don't disagree with with everything k walk said about Embiid. like I, I he's very versatile like inside outside he's got all the skills to be the best scorer mm -hmm. in the league 
But I don't know if I would put him at number one just yet. I think he could be. I, I want to see him be a little bit more consistent in big moments. Like I, I mm-hmm. think back to the playoffs, even I think it was even last year where I just felt like late in the fourth quarter, he kind of disappeared a little bit and didn't look like he really wanted to like just put the game on his shoulders and finish it. So I don't know. I mean, I think he's a great scorer, has the ability to be unstoppable uh, if he wanted to be every single night, kind of like we saw last <laughs> night. But I, I don't know. I, I think this league is full of great scorers. I, I'd probably have him as one of the best, but I don't know if, if for me he would be at the very top of the, of the totem pole. I, I want to see him get it done a little bit more, like when the game's on the mm-hmm. line. Um, For me, if you say as of right now at this moment, I can see it. I understand what Kendrick Perkins is saying. Um, how do you stop this guy offensively when he's mentally saying, I'm going, I'm going after every basket? This is my basket. How do you stop them? Teams have tried to figure it out this year, and they just can't do it. They cannot figure it out. So the only person that stopped Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid. He has scored 40, 50, 30 continuously all through all this season. Um, there's a reason why he's averaging 36 points, far and above any and everybody else. I think the next person might still be Luca, and Luca may be around 33 or 34 points right now. Um, and like he walks said, he could do it in all types of ways. Um, the fact that he scored 70 points, he only shot one, three to me, that's just, we haven't seen anything like that really since, uh, who, uh, Wilt maybe, I don't know. Kobe probably had some threes when he, he got his 81 points. Um, I know last year Donovan Mitchell was shooting threes. Uh, so I mean, David Robinson, David Robinson had a, a big time game too. I don't, he didn't, she didn't shoot. I don't, back there. Yeah. I don't know if he has 70 though. That's he has 70, yeah, I think he had like 68, 69, somewhere around there. Yeah, something like yes. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and it's just like, you can do it in the paint. He has, you could tell he watches film of other players. I've seen the dirt Nevinsky one, one leg <laughs> shot. I've seen the, the uh, Kobe slash MJ in the post type fadeaway shots um, at seven two, it's unheard of. Like this, this is he studies people from the past, their shots, and he emulates it and puts it in practice on the court. Um, so I, you know what? As of right now, I do agree. I agree with Kendrick Perkins as because I can't say who else right now currently in the league is a better all around scorer um, than he is. I'm not sure. So, and it's still wait to be seen. But that was just an incredible night. 70 points, 18 rebounds, and five assists. My goodness. I get I bet you uh Craig Pop, Greg Pop won't say what he said prior anymore. <laughs> I, I think he's done. Um, but yeah, I, I would say, you know, Jay, I, I I get what you're saying as far as the playoffs, but when you look at the top scorers, they have the team around them. So it makes things easier for them. Joel B never had a team around him. You can say what you want with James Harden last year and whoever else was on the team, but we've known James Harden in his years in the playoffs. He just he always comes up short in those particular times. Team matter. Coaching matters. I think he's in a position to have a better team that fits him and also a better coach. And you could tell the difference. This team plays much better with Nick Nurse as their head coach. But let's just see where it goes from here. Any final thoughts? 
All right, so that's Joel Hans and B. But there was another guy that also scored a lot of points. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't a losing effort, so people may have different thoughts about this. But Carl Anthony Towns dropped 62 points in the loss uh, against the Charlotte Hornets. What are your thoughts on his 62 points in this game? Jay, I'm going to come to you first. Yeah, I, I mean, if you base it kind of off the attitude of his coach after the game, like coach wasn't real impressed. I mean, he said they played selfish basketball, like, I mean, embarrassed. I mean, he was saying some really strong words about the team. So it, the coach wasn't impressed. I, I I did not watch the game, obviously saw highlights of it. It, it seemed like uh, Towns got real was cooking in the first half and then maybe tailed off once he got to the fourth quarter. And I just think in those situations, you got to kind of understand and have a flow for the game. Like if you were hot early, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be hot late. I think he was 0 for 10 or 1 for 10 in the fourth quarter. At some point, you got to understand, hey, maybe I don't have it. Let me move it to somebody else. So look, again, anytime you put up those type of numbers, obviously it's a great scoring night. But I don't know, like all high scoring nights aren't created equal, in, in my opinion, like where, where you see Embiid get it done in a winning effort. Towns just feels a little bit more selfish in a losing effort. But again, that's just me from the outside looking in, having not actually seen the game. Well, Jay, I, I'm not I, I can't disagree with you. When I watch both games, Joel and B did it in the flow of the offense. You know, it. He didn't force anything like anybody else. And he told his teammates, "If don't just force it to me because you want me to get a certain amount of points. Make sure it's within the flow of the offense. And that's exactly, he still included and was passing and dishing off to his other guys. Carl Anthony Towns just looked like he <laughs> wanted to try to beat <laughs> Joel and B. And in doing so, he got tired. I don't know if you got, it got to the fourth quarter. He looked, he looked exhausted. Um, it looked like they were trying to force it. And I think they came out and said, we were just trying to force it to Carl Anthony Towns so he could try to get 70 or, you know, get even more points than that, which is, I mean, kudos to them because you want your teammates to be successful or to break records, which he already broke the record. But again, you have to make sure it's in the flow of the offense where you're, you're not at risk at losing the game neither. Yeah. Um, and I think they were just forcing it a little bit too much. But I got to give credit to Carl Anthony Towns. He at one point he had nine, was it nine of ten from three or something yeah, crazy? So. He was shooting <clears throat> from three point shots, which is ridiculous. And he's another big that's real talented in scoring. Um, but K Walk, your thoughts? I didn't see the the uh, Carl Anthony Towns uh, game. I didn't see any of the highlights. The uh, only thing that I saw was that he had 62, and they, they put that right after Embiid had 70. So that's the I have nothing to say. I didn't see to see what happened. I didn't see any of the highlights. Just basing it off of you guys, I'm going to trust you guys and your eyes in, in, in this case. So, but knowing Carl uh, Anthony Towns, I could definitely see him trying to to have a better night than uh, than Joel Embiid because that's the type of guy that he is, and that's the type of team that they are for the most part i think they're what the third right now in the in the western conference second or I third somewhere so. around there mm -hmm. but you know they if they if they continue to play together then you understand maybe they thought you know it was just a it was just a a, a fun game to play it's mm -hmm. something like listen Joel Embiid has this at this point you know let me go out here and beat him and, and what have you i don't even know who the timberwolves played last night 
to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. You guys know. Me neither. I, I, like I said, I, I had no idea. So, I, you know, I'm not a fan of, of the Timberwolves. I'm not a fan of Cats. I'm not going to sit here and, and tell you that I, I saw it and I can I can break it down. But I did watch the uh, Joel Embiid and the Sixers game against the, the Spurs. And um, it looked like they were – Red. I had to disagree with you just a little bit. It looked like they were in, in their offense at the flow. But at the end – Pop pulled the dogs out. He pulled the reins off of, of he took out um Wimbiamba and some of those guys. Um, and they were up by I think like yeah, to. whatever. Yeah, but yeah, but they kept him in there. Yeah, but they yeah, kept him in there and, and he and that's pulled Wimbiani out because trying to defend Embiid was no point. It, well, whatever he do anything, whatever he tried he to put a bigger body against them, okay. for, and for it whatever just didn't reason, work. that was their yeah. best option, is my, my point. And he still was still in there, and and I and they was they were feeding him. And I don't think it was through the offense. I don't think that's the flow of the offense because that's the flow of the offense. He can average 40 points a game, 40, 40, 45, 50 points a night, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, so I can only say, you know, go off of what I saw and and, and Embiid. And I and I put in our in our thread at halftime here at 34. And I just saw that game and the way that game was flowing. I said, this guy might get 80 the way he was going. Yeah. But you know, he wanted obviously he wound up getting 70. So but uh, I can only speak on Embiid. I can't speak on the cat. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry I did not watch that game. Not intrigued by that team or that player by any stretch of the match. Yeah, so Timberwolves are playing Charlotte. And the reason why I say the end. Oh, you did say that in the beginning. Yeah, you did yeah. say Okay. Uh, the reason why I say is within the flow of the offense, not necessarily that's their offensive scheme every single game. You know, it's different than maybe with football that. or whatever it may that. be. So basketball is in the flow of the offense for that particular night. You know, you watch Joe on B. He wasn't forcing anything. He was getting to his spots where his spots were. When his guys were open, he was passing it to his guys. If Patrick Beverly was in the game and and Embiid was calling, there were times that Patrick Beverly would pass it out to Daniel House because Daniel House, who actually got booed because the crowd wanted Embiid to shoot the ball, he shot the three because he was wide open. So that's what I mean, inflow of the offense. When you watch, you didn't watch it, but I watched the uh, I did watch the it. temper with. No, I'm talking about the Timberwolves game. You didn't watch. Oh, it. Oh, 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 I think you said. So. When you watch the Timberwolves games, it was not the same thing. It was literally Car Anthony Towns forcing up shots, not necessarily getting to his spots, just putting things up. So that's what I was trying to say in uh, in flow of the offense. So that's what I meant by it. Um, but yeah. But anyway, besides that, I think both guys played just scoring 62 points and a win or a loss. I mean, no, it's unfortunate yeah. that they did yeah. loss. It's still a lot of points. To get 62 right. points is still amazing. And then I also want to shout out well, KD, he had 40-something points. Uh, Tatum had 39 points, I think, so he felt a little short. But, I mean, <laughs> these guys, Mom. I don't know if the lead is just getting easier. And I know these are all some talented scores, but my goodness, it's the scoring. If, yeah. The scoring I don't think there's ever been a time where it's been easier to score the NBA than it yeah. is now. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I was watching a game the other night and it, it honestly, like it didn't look like the all-star game, but it looked like oh. guys were just playing pickup. It was early. It was yeah. like the first quarter, but it looked like a pickup game to me. It, it and, I, and I know they'll ramp it up obviously late in the game and in the playoffs and all that. But I, I think there's never been a time like if you want to put up great numbers in the NBA, do it now because the defense is few and far between. Right. Yep. And, then, and then they're scoring it at 50, 60 percent. 
the efficiency is just ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. Like back then, if you score 70 points, odds are you was at 28, 30% because you had to put it so many, put up yeah. so many shots. So it's uh is it yeah, it's definitely a time to be an offensive scoring machine in the NBA. But all right, guys, let's move on because there was some breaking news, and I didn't tell you guys because I think it was just announced today, actually. Um the Milwaukee Bucks went around, went and decided to fire their head coach, Adrian Griffin, Griffin at a 30-13 start to the season. Apparently, and it's been out there, stars on this team wasn't a huge fan of his offensive scheme. Damian Lewis has stated he was just trying to be patient, hoping things will come around. And this is actually after an offseason where Giannis fought to have him hired as the head coach. Do you think this was the right move mid-season after a 30 and 13 start? Jay, I'm going to come to you first. You know what, Brent? I, I felt like Griffin was doomed in the preseason when he got into it with one of his assistants. Um, and then there's just been a lot of whispers. Okay. Oh. Hold on, Am Jay. I there? Okay, you just came back. All right, you're back. <laughs> okay. Then there's been okay. like a lot of whispers about people being unhappy about this guy. Um, but I really think, I mean, look, when you look at his record, they're third in the East. It's like, okay, why would you fire this guy? But I really think for Milwaukee, it's um, championship or bust. Like they want to win the championship period. And they don't think he's a guy that can win them a championship. He can probably win a lot of games in the NBA, but they don't believe he's a championship coach. And if you don't believe that and your goal is to win a championship, then obviously, hey, make the move. But you better hire the right guy. <laughs> and I'm not sure Doc Rivers yeah. is the right guy. So we'll see who they bring in. But I, I get it. Like, if you don't think he's a championship coach, then that's fine. Move on. Well, that's going to be my next question. But before I, we get to that question, <laughs> I'll answer the first part. Um, it, it, I agree with you, Jay. It's very uh, uh, interesting to fire your head coach after a 30 and 13 start. Yeah. You're not even quite midseason. You're almost midseason, right? Or you might almost there. So probably got another yeah, few weeks. I'll have to. Um, but there is something to you. Your stars are getting frustrated. You know, they're look. You don't want the Eagles collapse <laughs> towards the end of the season when it's supposed to matter the most, right? So I guess it's best to figure it out now to work things through. Bring in a new head coach. Hopefully, you have time. He has time to implement a scheme that the stars, I guess, will be much comfortable in playing. Um, maybe one that's centered more around, of course, Giannis and Damian Lillard, uh, more of a two-man game between these guys. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens, see how he incorporates the the role players. Look, it's going to take time. You're going to bring in a new guy. It's going to take time for him to come in. I don't know if we lost Jay. He looks like he kind of Oh, in the yeah. old one of them old school photos from back in the day, just frozen right, there. I, I was in one of those old school photos. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I, it's interesting. I mean, the good thing is they're doing it now. So again, I always say that good twenty-five to thirty games, you st should have the chemistry and a new coaching philosophy to see how that goes. Um, but it is interesting to, to see who their next head coaching head coach will be. We do have rumors of who we may think it is, but we'll get to that next. But K-Walk, what are your thoughts on the Bucks firing 
head coach Adrian Griffin right now after a 30 and 13 start? Yeah, a very surprise. It's like, you know, half of the NBA world, if not more. Um, so, you know, wondering why they did it at this juncture, because like Jay mentioned, I think they're what, two, two, three right now in the Eastern Conference. I know there are some moves that are being made right now throughout the Eastern Conference. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Heat just made that move to, to get Terry Rozier. I don't know if we were, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about that. But I don't know if they felt the pressure there, especially, you know, with the Heat, you know, eliminating them in the first round of of, uh, of uh, last year's uh, um, NBA playoffs. Um, and maybe it goes to Giannis. I don't understand. I don't hope Giannis wasn't part of the firing because he he advocated for this guy to be the head coach after they got rid of the, you know, the head coach in the offseason. So you got to wonder who who said what. Who came together? How did this happen? I think the GM has to start, um, you know, has to start taking some fire right now uh, along with that. Because I think a lot of this, even though they're what, 30 and 13 right now, they're in a you know, top three, top five team in the Eastern Conference, which is very bunched up, mind you. So, you know, mm -hmm. you could be just as close to, to number one as you are to number six or number eight mm -hmm. or number 10, whatever the case may be. But nonetheless, um, interesting move. I think they figure, yeah, let's get it now. To avoid, as you you alluded to, Britt, you know, a collapse or you know, falling off, of, uh, if mm -hmm. you will, you know, because the, you know the deadline is coming up, and a lot of these teams are going to start to make moves. We saw the Knicks, you know, make the moves that they made, and there's rumors out there Donovan Mitchell's going to be on the move, um, but Cleveland's playing great ball, so I don't see why that would happen. But anyway, back to the Bucks, it's very interesting, and and, and as far as who they bring in, I think you mentioned it, Britt. Um, it's going to take some time. It's kind of you kind of taking yourself uh, a step back. Maybe they knew that and they feel that and they want to get it done early. That way, you know, mm -hmm. they, they have some leeway right now. So it gives them time to adjust to that new uh, head coach and then allow them, you know, once it starts to get it ramps up as far as the playoffs, then, you know, they'll be used to that uh, particular coach, whoever they whoever they bring in, be used to their offense. And then camaraderie can be built at that particular time. That's the only thing I could think of. But very shocked at the uh, at the let go of Griffin for sure. Yeah, I, I was definitely shocked by the by the by the news. You know, I know I know things can get frustrating at times with coaches and players, and things may seem like it's not fitting or working. But a lot of times, you make adjustments over the course of the season. You try to figure out. You try to sit down, have meetings, see what you could fix. Maybe consult with other people. Because a thirty and thirteen start in the NBA, first of all, it's not easy. Regardless of how talented your team is, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but that's an incredible start right now. You know, one of the I think they're second right now because the Sixers, I think, are a half yeah, game behind them. Yeah. Right. Um, that, that's incredible. And then again, we alluded to K. Well, Giannis advocated for this guy. Yeah. So Giannis had sure. to know what his scheme was or what his ideas, his philosophy were um, when it came to the offensive side of the ball, because I think that's where the biggest issue is right now. Now, when you do watch the games. They don't always look <laughs> look the greatest. And it looks like every game looks hard at times. Yeah. And they have way too much talent for it to even look that hard. Um, it just looks like sometimes Damian Lillard is, is working a lot more than what he may need to. And things just aren't flowing as much. Um, and I get it. But I'm still shocked with UK Walk. You fired the head coach at the 30 and 13 start. You would think you would just try to go to the drawing board and not completely yeah. fire somebody. But I do understand it. Yeah, Bridge, uh, just you spoke about the Sixers. Just this end, uh, Joel Embiid just scored again. So, 
I was about to say, and my, my crazy self not thinking like they <laughs> tonight. I thought they played in a couple days. <laughs> so um now I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case though. Right. <laughs> um but guys, I want to move to to this since we're speaking of the uh Bucks and Jay, you alluded to, alluded to it a little bit earlier. Doc Rivers have been has been a hot name for the Bucks new head coaching position. And you did say you're not so sure if it's going to work out. I'm not going to state whether I agree or agree or, or disagree with you just yet. But Jay, just to finish that thought off, just let yeah, go. Look, Britt, I think Doc is a good coach. I'm, I'm not saying he's not a good coach, but is he the guy that's going to get you over the hump? I guess is is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. And we've we've seen Doc with some very good teams. Look, obviously he won a championship in Boston. You can't take that away from him. But we've also seen him with some other really good teams where they just haven't been able to get it done. And a lot Mm -hmm. of the criticism has been on Doc for like not making adjustments, not drawing something up at the right Mm -hmm. time. So, I mean, look, I think he's a really good coach. Maybe he's going to bring them some some of the discipline or whatever that they might be missing. But is he really the missing piece to win you a championship. I just don't see it, Britt. So again, if, if you're letting your coach go, you better have somebody out there that you really think you can get. That's mm-hmm. a, a, you know, a, a good upgrade. And while doc might be an upgrade, is he a championship upgrade for me? It's a no. I think for me, um, can he adapt to today's, uh, uh, NBA. And that's my issue. I feel like Doc is still stuck in 2008, you know, where the, the big what back then was, and it's, it's funny that we say 2008 is back then, but it's basically back <laughs> right. then, right? Um, but the big at that particular time was more of a like an old school big, right? They weren't really stretching these stretch bigs now that that, that we see. You know, your bigs didn't come, what didn't play the point with a point point center now that Jokic is and other bigs, you know, attempt to do at times. We even see Joel and B now become more of that point center position. Um, it, I just don't think he could adapt to today's time. I, I still think in his mind, he's probably going to want somehow Giannis more in the paint some way, somehow. And I, he's not necessarily that type of big. He's going to want Damian to be the primary um, point guard you know, kind of what he did with Joel Embiid and James Harden last year. And he told James Harden, get the ball to Joel Embiid. Get the ball to Joel Embiid. Um, I mean, granted, if you got Joel Embiid, you better get the ball to him, right? So, right. I mean, that kind of makes sense. But what you see with the role players is they all kind of just stood there. Nobody was moving around the ball. You know, you want the ball to move. That's the point of the game. But you also don't want your people to stick and stare at the ball handler. That, that that doesn't work anymore. Um, you know, I think when he had Paul Pierce, he you would give Paul Pierce the ball, watch him do his thing. You would give Kevin Garnett the ball, watch him do their thing. They do their thing together on on the offensive side of the uh I'm sorry, the defensive side of the ball as a collective whole. Ron Rajon Rondo would give the ball to whoever he needs to get the ball to. And there you go. Every so often he'll do one of the fakes. <laughs> And then maybe pass it out to one of the, the other guys. A lot of that doesn't work as much anymore. I, I I don't know. I just feel like he's stuck in this 2008 type of NBA, and it's a different league now. It's a completely different league. 
And I think he's a great coach, but I think he's a great coach for a different generation. That's my issue. I don't know if he can, like Jay said, get the Bucks over the hump. Matter of fact, I think if he's the head coach, I think Nick Nurse can outcoach him with this team. I, I really do. I think Nick Nurse will end up outcoaching him. But K-Rock, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree with a, a lot of things both of you guys said. You know, I just think that when you you have to look at it from a, you know, how the way the NFL is starting to adapt to these coaches, these young coaches who can be able to relate to these these young players nowadays. Because Britt, you you were all over it as far as today's uh, today's players and and yesterday's coaches, uh, if you will. I don't know if Doc Rivers can, you know, can do it. If he couldn't do it in Cleveland, I mean, uh, and 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 all, and with the Clippers, um, you know, and he should have won multiple championships in Baltimore, mm -hmm. if you ask me. I mean, Baltimore in Boston, <laughs> <laughs> in Boston. If you ask we got me. you. We got uh, yeah, you. <laughs> I don't know who my. I guess you gotta give my prediction away. But anyway. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I just think that you know you have to the Bucks have to look at maybe someone who's on their sideline right now, an assistant, a young assistant coach who's you know probably you know coming up in the ranks right now that these players can relate. I mean that the players can relate to, and then the coach can relate to as well, and call these plays and 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 say certain things to these players that you know that they can they can they can understand. And and when it was time to get upset with them, it's time to get stern. You do it in a certain way. You say a certain thing, even though, you know, you know, uh, discipline is discipline. At the same time, a lot of guys, a lot of players handle discipline a different way. And if if, if Doc comes in and, and wants to discipline you, they'd be like, well, that old stuff, we know, doesn't work. KD, uh, KG's not working. He's not here anymore. Rondo's not here. You know, Pierce not here. Ray Allen's not here anymore. Uh, you know, but you got to you got to keep you got to treat these young players with kid gloves, if you will. And I think you have, I think the Bucks have to look at a guy, a young up and coming assistant that can get to these guys. Cause they have the talent. It's clear. We, we know they have the talent to, you know, to get to that next level, to get to the NBA finals. They just have to have that guy that these guys are willing to listen to and willing to follow for sure. Yeah. And don't know who that name, don't know who that guy is though, but yeah. someone, you know, like that. Yeah. And I'm starting to think, you know, well, if it is Doc Rivers, um, and I know you had to get rid of him, but Drew Holiday may be looking like a bigger loss than what a lot of people may have thought. Yeah, and again, that, GM, I talked about the GM. Yep. Yeah, that, that may be a much bigger issue because um, they're suffering a little bit on that defensive side. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's definitely going to be interesting going into the second half of the season and then eventually in the playoffs. Any final thoughts on this Buck situation? If you're, if you're Doc, if you're Doc, like, do you want that job? Like, do you want a coach? He's got a good job right now, calling games. His voice is finally coming back. Like, do you really want right. to go back to, like, punching the clock for 80, 90 hours a week? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I might say I'm I'm good where I'm at, but you know how coaches are. It, it's, it's an addictive drug, so I'm sure he wants yeah. to do it. Hey, Jay, you got to ask yourself, too, would he really want that? Because considering that in the last, what, six months, however long it's been, they've lost two coaches in that period of time. And, Doc, yeah. if he ain't getting it done, you know, he's going to be out of there before the, before yeah. the playoffs start. And he's got to win a championship. Like, and he's nothing win a championship. else is going to make him happy, right. you know? Doc yep. Rivers, with this team, it should be a champion, it's championship aspiration. I mean, they already have championship aspirations, but – with Doc added to the equation, it should equal even more, you know, of a, of a expectation, yeah. a higher expectation, yeah. I should say. But then Doc and Doc also has to consider: if I take this and I get fired, am I going to have to see my son 
get mad at you. I have a lot of respect for Austin Rivers, but he got to stop. Every yeah, time Dak gets fired, every time Dak gets fired, and I, you know, I, 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 I got to give him credit for standing up for his dad, but maybe it's your dad's fault that he keeps getting fired too. Something's <laughs> not sticking. You ever think about that? Yeah, <laughs> smells like two day old chicken everywhere you go. <laughs> so, um, but for me, as a fan of the game, I would love to see him uh, coach the Bucks because honestly, I'm tired of hearing his voice on podcasts and. And announcers, because I just feel like at times he says what he wants to say, and half the time it doesn't make sense. And that's the nature of a podcast. There you go. And then he'll blame everybody else (laughs) on why he didn't win. (laughs) Like, come on. All right, guys, let's head into break. When we come back, I have another unexpected conversation uh, uh, topic, guys. I know most of my topics today are surprises. I had to completely change things around because different announcements came out, but then it was different things that I kept hearing about. And this one is a GOAT conversation. I'm going to get into a little bit of franchise tag extension or cut. Whew, I almost forgot what the heck the name of it was and a few other things. But, guys, once again, if watching us live, thank you always. <coughs> Please subscribe, like, and comment to our YouTube channel at The Sideline Speaks. We're also on X at Sideline Speaks. Oh, I said it right, X, a.k.a. Twitter, <laughs> formerly known as Twitter. Um, at Sideline Speaks, and we're also on anywhere you get your your podcast as well. It's interesting because I heard just heard announced Google Podcasts may no longer exist. So yeah, that is interesting. That is, <laughs> that is interesting. Let's see, they're gonna come out with something different. By the way, I, I have a feeling. That's um, where my money. That's where <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people's money. Um, <laughs> Um, and if you ask us a question, make a statement, we will do our best to shout you out live um, on, while we're on air talking. But thank you for watching. The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We'll be right back. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome back. Welcome back to the sideline. Speaks myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. All right, guys. Got a couple more NBA questions for you guys or topics, I should say. And this one was a GOAT conversation question. I actually heard it earlier and I wanted to really get your thoughts. And the question was, is this particular player a GOAT or is he just in a GOAT conversation? So I know it's like, huh, what are you talking about? And this particular player was Kevin Durant. You know, he has, what, two titles. I'm not sure. I don't think he ever got an MVP. Oh, he did get an MVP. He has yeah. an MVP. Um, I'm pretty sure he has a couple scoring titles. Um, all around, for the most part, great, great player. But 
is he in the GOAT conversation or with his two titles, is he considered a GOAT? Because now we have more than one GOAT, guys. I know the ultimate GOAT and a lot of people's mind might be Michael Jordan, but there are other GOATs outside of MJ. Is he just in the GOAT conversation? K-Walk, I'm going to come to you first. Um, due to his recent performances, and his, um, I'm going to have to back off of KD a little bit, man. I'm sorry, Jay. I, I was right along with Jay with the KD, you know, yeah, which being an advocate of being one of the greatest of all time, goat in, in, in this mm-hmm. uh, this segment talk. But <clears throat> KD has um, has lost a lot for me, man. And as far as the talk, um, I, I don't know if he's his, his, He's just considered to be a bus driver or bus rider, whatever you are. I did say, you know, I, I think at one point I used the term, he's a bus driver just in congested, congested uh, you know, traffic or whatever the case may be. I forget what exactly what I said, because I think Charles Barkley had called him a bus rider. I, I'm going to have to change my mind and say that, you know, he's been fired and he's got to be, he got to ride the bus. He can't drive the bus anymore, man. I just think that's what it is. And he's lost a lot of luster for me as far as that go talk. So he's definitely not in the goat conversation. What was the other? It was a goat in the goat conversation or a goat. Either I don't think it's either. Either you're a goat or you're in the goat conversation. I don't People think say neither. Definitely not a, yeah, neither. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that was an option, but so I'm definitely going with the was T. Neither. <laughs> Jay, your thoughts. I'm I'm with K Walk here, Britt. Um Look, and listen, KD's still averaging 27 points a game. So I I, I don't think we're, we're saying this guy's a bum by any stretch of the imagination. He's That's still a great, NBA, great man. player. But if, if you're talking goat, goat conversation, it, it's a hard no for me, Britt. Because to me, like, in order to – I think we have too many people in the conversation, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, you're only in the conversation if we can make a legitimate case for you or if there's a legitimate debate about whether you actually are the GOAT. And and to me, like, there's no case for KD being the GOAT. It's just not a case. Great player, fantastic scorer, maybe even a little bit underrated, honestly. And maybe if he was on some different teams or stuck around in Golden State, like, his legacy would be completely different. So I don't want to take anything away from him, but he's not a, he's not the goat, and I I don't even have him in the conversation. I I, I really don't, Britt. And K Walk, your bus driver, bus ride. Like to me, I'd say like he's he could still be a bus driver, but that bus ain't going very far. Like he can drive, <laughs> but it ain't going that too far. Like it might get you past the first round, and that's about it. So, no, Britt, it, it's a no for me on, on all accounts. My goodness, you guys are harsh on Kevin Durant. My he brought goodness. it on the sale. He brought it on his <laughs> Oh man, y'all, y'all harsh on this guy. Um, but in me saying it, I can't necessarily disagree with you guys. Right. I, you go go I, I, I can't I can't necessarily disagree. <laughs> talent out of this world. I think for me, it's just it's more than just talent. When you look at the people we consider goats or even in the GOAT conversations, it was the way they carried themselves. It was that leadership aspect. And it was that I'm going to win this at all costs. It was Mm -hmm. that I can win it. I don't need nobody else to win it. I can win it. I'm going to win it. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. And I never feel that when I watch Kevin Durant. Like, I just never feel it. Yes. Can he score out of this world when he's on? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
but I never feel that mentality of I'm just taking this and we're going to win this game no matter what the defense tries to do to me. They're not going to beat me. You could you could you could push me off my block, but guess what? I'm gonna still turn around and score and or uh, make this jumper in your face. I'm gonna still still come down to paint. You could knock me on my butt, but guess what? That ball's still gonna go in the basket. I don't have that same feeling um, when I'm watching Kevin Durant whatsoever. So talent out of the world when he's healthy, when he's playing. I just don't feel a lot of the other attributes that the other leaders have. One of those big ones to me is mentality and leadership. So I'm with you guys. I don't have a minute goat conversation. And for me, probably needs another couple MVPs, another championship, maybe a couple more scoring titles for me to even think about putting them in that conversation. And for me, in order for him to get there, he's going to have to jump on with, I don't know, uh, the Lakers or I don't know if that was a good the Nuggets. He was going to go on to the Nuggets or something like that. Right, he's good where he's at. He's good yeah. right where he's at. He don't need to go anywhere. But he ain't getting all that. And Jay, I, I, 27 I, I, points a game. 27 points now. a game today is like, uh, it's back in the day. That's probably like 15, 16 it, it, back 18, in the day. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, <laughs> somewhere around there. Right. Yeah. So, um, all right, guys, let's, let's move on because we got to talk about the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat. It was announced today. See, a lot of breaking news today. My goodness. Announced today, they made a trade for Terry Rozier um, from Charlotte. Charlotte ends up getting Kyle Lowry in the first round pick. Okay, Walk, this is your team. Your yeah. thoughts on this trade? Happy, 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 joy, joy. I mean, the reason why I know Terry Rozier is not a big name, uh, ladies and gentlemen, by any stretch, but he gives the Heat exactly what they need. He gives a point guard who provides scoring, and that's what the Heat needs. They needed that last year in, in the uh, in the NBA Finals uh, when you know you know Terry. I mean Terry. Oh my God, uh, Tyler Hero went down. You know, um, and Jimmy Butler just wore himself to the ground, man. And uh, you know, Bam could only do so much. But uh, yeah, just uh, one more score that prov- that uh, that the Heat needed. It, it gives him that, and he's younger. He's eight years younger than Kyle Lowry. He's averaging almost what 15, I think 15 more points when Kyle Lowry was uh was averaging. And right now there's talks about you know Kyle Lowry being traded again, then ultimately it'll be a buyout. Hopefully the Heat can we the, the Heat can uh, bring Kyle Lowry back because he was just starting to grow on me, man. It really was. And I think he's very good between I love the chemistry between him and Jimmy Butler. So if we can bring him back in some capacity, just a veteran, uh, a veteran, a champion off of the bench that would be huge for not only the heat or rosier as well so just a great pickup for uh you know for the heat there and i and i think that i don't think they're done i think they still need one more you know one more big guy one more big man uh, uh quality big man don't know who that guy is right now but I, I don't think they're done but as far as this goes great pickup much needed pickup and you're going to see this this heat team they're going to be really significant. I mean, they they were obviously last year, but with this guy there, you they're going to take off a little bit from you know going forward. Jay, your thoughts? Jay, I agree with K Walk one hundred percent. I think this is a really good pickup. Y'all got me or no? You good? You good? You good? You're good. You're good now. Yeah, I I think it was a really good pickup. I think it was a really good pickup. Sneaky. Good. No. For Miami, no, we might not have when them. they need a bucket, he can go out and go ahead and get them a bucket. So 
I love the pickup. I think it was a great pickup, and I, I only think it's going to help Miami down the road. Yeah, I, I think this was a, a pickup. It, it's not going to hurt you whatsoever. Like you said, he's a scoring guard. Um, is he going to be scoring as much as he was with the Hornets? Probably not. Um, but he'll provide that necessary scoring if need be, if for whatever reason the Heat's offense might be a little stagnant, yeah, absolutely. Um, which happens with most teams. Uh, it is an offense for defense trade-off. Terry Rozier is not the best defender um, whatsoever. But, you know, as long as the rest of the team can help in that, that department, it should be fine. Is it enough to get past certain teams? I don't know. You know, he's one of those ones where you you're they they will surprise you in the playoffs when it comes down to playoff time. I think teams are better positioned than they were last year. Um, so I don't know if it's enough just yet. I, I agree with K-Rock. I think there's going to have to be another piece to add on to it as well. But I do think it's a good start. Um, and it is something that that is needed. Um, at the, as far hey, as Kyle wait, Lowry, okay, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry that we're done. Go ahead. As I said, as far as Kyle Lowry, um, I mean, maybe, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens with him. I, I like Kyle Lowry. I've always liked Kyle Lowry. Um, he's not the same player he once was, clearly. Um, but there is a contender, whether he goes back to Miami or somewhere else, um, that will utilize and need his services specifically on his toughness on that defensive side. Hopefully he chills out with the flopping, but I doubt that ever happens. So <laughs> this game, man. That's what's <laughs> that, that, yeah, that, he, that ever happens. Yeah. When he was with Toronto and, you know, he, he got on my nerves with that. But what I was going to say is that, you know, what the heat have right now with including Terry Rozier now is what they didn't have last year. And they got to the NBA final two games away from winning the championship. I know it was a long two games, but nonetheless, two games mm-hmm. away from winning the, uh, the NBA championship. But they got the young man, young kid, uh, Jaime uh, Hoskins Jr. out of UCLA playing right now and playing out of his mind right now. He could be arguably in in the, in the rookie of the year conversation, but with Wembyama and then and uh, Chet Holmgren as well, he'll probably finish maybe third. Mm-hmm. But and you got the young kid Jokic as, as well, and then you got a healthy Tyler Hero uh, to add on to that. So those guys are are big guys. The guys are different. I know we you know they lost Gabe uh, Vincent and and, and uh, I forget the other kid young, young kid name as well. But I think with the adding a Rozier, it doesn't put it takes so much pressure off of Jimmy Butler to have to do what he did last year, and it just wore him down. It just gives him another score, and if Tyler Hero can stay healthy as well and hit and on the hit on the tear at, that he goes on, um, it, it's it's really a good fit, man. It's really a good mm-hmm. fit, and it's a really a good like Jay said to steal Jay's term. Uh, it's a sneaky pickup, and I think it's it's much needed. A lot of people want to see that going down the road. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You know, I absolutely think it helps. Um, but I think everybody got better as well this year. So the Celtics are in a terror. Like, it, I don't know. Now, again, they run into the same issue the Sixers run into as well. Nobody talks about the Celtics. Um, not able to get over that hump. But that's a different team this year. Um, with Drew Holiday, that addition to that team was just stupid. I don't know who the heck allowed that. Christoph Przingis, when he's healthy, add something good to that team. The Knicks are a different team. The Cleveland Cavaliers are a different team. Uh, the Sixers with Nick Nurse, who just lost Jay, but he'll be back in the second. I also think they're a different team. So I think every team this year, including the Heat with that trade, just got better. So I think the competition is going to be a lot tougher this year. 
Um, yeah, we're going to see a lot more trades between all of those. I mean, with, including all of those right. teams that you just mentioned for sure. And but. it's interesting since we're waiting, since we're waiting on Jay to get back before we get to the next topic. I'm curious to see if Zach Levine, I don't know, if you want to chime in on this, if he's going to stay with the Bulls or if he's going to get traded. I know he's hurt again. Yeah. Uh, I think he had an ankle issue and they say he's going to be out one or two weeks. Do you think he's going to get traded somewhere? It just feels like he's going to stay. Yeah, Britt. And, and you got to ask yourself, yeah, do the Bulls want to trade him? And, and um, mm-hmm. they definitely want to trade him. But a lot of teams are going to bring up exactly what you brought up, his injury and his injury history. Um, you know, I mean, do you want to give up so much? I know his name is a big name. Is he worth a, fir- a future first mm-hmm. round pick? Um, is he worth one of your your, your quality bench guys? Um, you have to ask yourself that if you're a team that's willing to trade for him. And, are, and, and if you're not, then do the Bulls want to give give them up for you know right. for something less? So it's kind of a you know kind of a stalemate there. So you got to ask yourself now. It's up to Zach Levine to stay healthy in order to uh, <laughs> to to boost up that uh you mm-hmm. know the quality of the uh, of the trade right now. But they definitely want to treat him Britt, but I, I don't think they're going to get what they really want for him because mm-hmm. of the fact that it matter. He just really can't stay healthy and and DeRozan as well. DeRozan, you put DeRozan in the mix. Um, welcome back, Jay. Uh, you put DeRozan in the mix. I know DeRozan wants to, uh, I mean, not wants to, but they're talking about DeRozan being a, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a, a trading piece, uh, uh, as well, but the Bulls are playing okay ball right now. So I don't know if you want to break that up right now. I think you wait to the deadline and see exactly where they're at before you, you actually break that up. But to answer your question, yeah, I think Zach Levine goes, but, uh, you know, it's hard. I'm on the fence with that, Britt, really. But if I was a betting man, which I am, and so if I if I, if I bet, I'd probably lose. So I say keep them. <laughs> so I, probably, I say at the Bulls, keep them, because my, my betting yeah. is horrible. I mean, look, if I had to choose, I'm be honest, you know, I guess if I'm talking from the Sixers standpoint, since that is my team, mm-hmm. I want DeMar DeRozan. Um, yeah, I just think, I, just think I, I like Zach Levine. I like his game. Um, and I guess me talking from the Sixers standpoint, I think he'll take away too much from a Tyrese Maxey. I think for the Heat, yeah, I think he'll take too away now that you got Terry Rozier. I think he'll take yeah, away too yeah. much from Terry Rozier. So I don't think you need it. So it's like, where does he go? And then, like you said, his con well, I don't know if you said it, but his contract is way too big. You yeah, gotta give up a too. lot just to get him. And his defense, he could probably work on it, but he's not much of a defender. He's just the offensive guy, and if he's not able to have the ball in his hand and really score, what is he there for? So I'm I'm, I'm picking the Lakers. His landing spot is the Lakers if he goes anywhere. That might be a good spot because they need a guard. They yeah. absolutely need a guard. Jay, you got any thoughts? I knew you went in and out on this. You got any thoughts on Zach Levine? No, this you know this internet's acting crazy again, so I had to switch up and jump on my phone. So I didn't really hear hear too much of what you guys were saying. So I'm I'm good. It, it, look, the Vantage Sport is it's a different view. It's a nice view. So look, we can see the footballs <laughs> in the back. We can see the trophy. No, I can't. can't really tell, <laughs> Jack. So you good. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're gonna switch gears. We're gonna get into what I like to call franchise tag extension or cut i did this i think it was last week i did this actually yeah um or is it two weeks ago um two weeks ago that's right Mm because i played that cowboys video last week (laughs) um i'm sorry uh (laughs) but for those who are new it's basically like um start venture cut that's basically what it is 
this is all strictly going to be football. I just thought it was easier. I got to come up with something different with basketball. So we're going to start off with, and this is primarily defense today. So you better know your defenders. If not, we'll have to Google it. Uh, we got deter, uh, deter, no, defensive, defensive lineman. My goodness, defensive lineman. We have Chris Jones, Leonard Williams, or Christian Wilkins. Who? After Chris, Chris Jones, who? <laughs> Leonard Williams. Leonard you Wilkins, you said. Len no, Leonard Williams. Williams, yeah. Oh, oh is that the uh, from Seattle? Oh. He went to. Um, where did he, he go? From the from the Jets to Seattle. Seattle. He went to Seattle. Okay. Who was the other? Who was the last one? Christian Wilkins. Christian Wilkins. I have, I've never heard that. I have no idea who I hear. Miami's brother. Miami. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say, Jay? Is that Dominique's brother? Defensive lineman for the Dolphins. Okay. Okay. Well, we know who we're. Uh, should what I, was it? Your... Should I pick a different guy? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know who that. I guy know is. who I'm keeping out of that group. Yeah, yeah I know who I'm letting go. <laughs> All right, let's see who who can I who can I substitute him for? Uh, I don't know who to substitute him for. Do you Wait. have another D lineman? Uh, category? Let me, I mean, let, another... me, let, me, let me think on that when I go to a different defense. Okay. Uh, well, cool. You guys know the edge guys, okay? Uh -huh. Josh Allen, right? Not the quarterback, the edge. From who's he play for? I don't know him. I don't know him, Britt. Oh yeah, no, no, he's a. I thought he was a. Okay, he's an. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yes, He's a. Yes, he's a monster. Yeah, he's a monster. Who's he play for? The Jaguars. Jaguars. Okay, okay. The big time edge guy. Yeah, I know who he is. Okay, all right, all right. I got you. Want to do our homework, guys? Come on, we got sports though. We need to know this stuff. Well, yeah, but you can give us the names ahead of time. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a spontaneous thing here, and I did go yeah, sure. All right, but yes, Jaguars defensive star line uh edge guy, Josh Allen, the Panthers defensive edge guy, Brian Burns from the Panthers. I know they sucked mm -hmm. this year, but think for previous years. And Perfect. then okay, K Walk, you definitely know this guy, and Jay, you know this guy, Chase Young. Okay. All right, we're good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so let me know who you're going to franchise tag. Let me know who you're going to extend and who you would cut. Okay. Well, I'm going to come to you first. All right. I'll go in order. So franchise tag. I'm going to franchise tag Josh Allen. Um, I, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm going to extend Josh Allen. Let me rephrase that. I'm going to extend Josh Allen. I think he's the younger. I, I know Chase Young is, is they're all young, but mm -hmm. I just like the way that Josh Allen uh, plays. Um, I remember watching him against the 49ers um, and and the havoc that he caused in, in, for, for a little bit of part of the game. But so I'm going to extend Josh Allen. Um, I'm going to franchise tag Chase Young. I like Chase Young, but Chase Young's got to step his game up. Um, you know, he's got some serious D tackles. Or, you know, he's playing next to, and he's got Bosa on the end, but I don't think he's holding his own. But I'm going to franchise tag him because I think he's he's going to get better. And then I'll um I like this young man, but Burns, I, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to cut him. As hard as it's for me to say that, and it's a flip of a coin between him and uh, and Chase Young. But since Chase Young is my guy and I can see the potential in him, he's still on his rookie deal. I'm going to franchise tag him. Yeah, for me, um, 
I'm going for I'm actually going to franchise Teddy Josh Allen. Um, I wow. just think I to me out of the, these group as of right now, I think he's one of the <clears> better <throat> ones, the better players. Um, and he constantly plays hard. He's like a he's a continuous engine um, with his effort. Um, and it's one that you got to watch out for. Like offenses, you got to block Josh Allen. I just don't see myself playing French, paying franchise tag money right now for the other two guys. If you want to look at that way, okay. Yeah, but, and yeah. and that's how I'm looking. That's how okay. I'm looking at, look at it. That way. Okay, gotcha. I'm going to extend Brian Burns. I like mm-hmm. Brian Burns. It's unfortunately he was with a terrible team this year. He was with a terrible team. Did I freeze? I might have froze because y'all froze. <laughs> did I freeze? Oh, I'm back. You did. Yeah, you're good. But you're good. You did for a second, but you're okay. Good. All right. Okay. Um. So I said I'm going to extend Brian Burns. I like Brian Burns. I know the Panthers were terrible this year, but if you look past that in years past, Brian Burns was a dominant. He was a he was a top tier guy, not one of the top as far as like a uh uh Nick Bosa or 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 uh what's the guy from the Browns? I can't think of his name. Uh Miles Garrett, Garrett. Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett. Uh, one of those type guys, uh Michael Parsons, a few other guys in there, but he's like that next tier guy, or maybe in, in my opinion. Um, and then I'm gonna cut Chase Young. I like Chase Young. I think Chase Young has all the potential in the world. Yeah. It's just that K Walk, I'm with you. Lazy. Sometimes, yeah, he just doesn't give 100 all out effort. And I think I'm seeing that even with the 40. When I thought yeah. when I when they when the 49ers picked him up, I was like, there's no way nobody's stopping anything that's coming off this line. But he just doesn't show up at times. And if he does what that would do for everybody else on that offense, on that defensive line. I keep saying offensive yeah. line, that defensive yeah. line. They're already a force, but if he showed up even more, my Maybe goodness. he's saving himself, Brett. I'm, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> at it from glass half full. He's saving himself, man. I don't know for what. But this but is a contract if, year. Go all out. <laughs> this is what you're trying to get they already paid. talked about that behind doors. I don't know, Brett, but Maybe I just don't did. understand how you cannot get hyped for being in the situation that you're in right now. Right. I just don't understand that. But go ahead, Brett. Right. You went from this team to that team. You should be ecstatic that you got yeah. away from the commands to play even harder, but he's just not. But I'm sorry, we're getting off track. Jay, who you yeah, got? Which one for which? Yeah, Britt, I, I think you made a lot of great points there. I, I really do. Uh, I'm going to franchise Allen like you did. I, I think that's a good call because uh, I agree with you. Like, I don't want to pay Chase Young franchise tag money. I'm, I, it's something about that word potential, though, that just keeps drawing you in. And to me, Chase Young, he's just got a lot of fire. potential. So if I could extend him for the right price – I think that's what I would want to do with Chase Young. So I'm going to extend Chase Young. I'm going to cut Burns, not because I don't think he's a good player, but just because he's he's the odd man out for me in this situation. So I think that's how I would play it. Okay. All right. So next one. All right. So I found the guy. I found the guy. All right. I found the guy. I hope, I hope we know this guy. Uh, Chris Jones. So we're going back to defensive tackles. Chris mm-hmm. Jones, Leonard Williams, this your guy, K-Walk. Mm-hmm. I want to see if you're yeah. going to be biased. Javon Kinlaw. <laughs> I think he's on the team. Yeah, he's on the team. Javon Kinlaw. So, franchise tag extension or cut. Jay, I'm going to come to you first. No, nah, go to K-Walk first. Well, go to K-Walk first, Britt. I got to think about this one. <laughs> go to K-Walk. <laughs> 
K-Watt, I'm coming to you. God, well, I don't know if you guys got that, but you know who I'm cutting. Um, so so we're talking about franchise tag at the money at the market uh demands. Is that correct? So franchise, so extension just means are we like what what means like you, you're, you're more committed? No, I'm saying what's what, what we're more committed to, the franchise tag or the extension? Because I, I think I got that mixed up. Well, I, I would say you're more committed that... to the extension. At least that's how I was. That's what at I'm. It. That's okay. Okay. So with that being said, all right. I would I would say you're more scared when a franchise tag comes about. You don't want him to get away, but y'all just can't come to an agreement on terms. Right. That's how like, I looked at it. You okay. Can't so with let that... that player get away at all. So. Right for that one year, but if you're extending him, then that means you're going to you're committing to him for a long term. But if you franchise tag him, I feel like but you know you have to extend somebody year. for two years. Yeah. yeah, you're right about that, but you so, can only franchise so tag for one year. I put it this way: so franchise tag is you cannot let this guy get away. He he, we can't okay. agree on a contract right so now, but the, he has to he's stay the start with version of this. He's the start version of this. Start version, yeah. Extension so is far. All right, bench. Okay, got, is, you, ain't want, you don't want no. All right, I'm, 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 gotcha. I'm picking up what you're putting down. All right, cool. So with that being said, um, I'm going. What was Chris Jones, Williams, mm -hmm. and Ken Law? Okay, so I'm going to franchise tag Chris Jones. I'm going to extend. I'm going to extend Litter Williams. And Ken Law, bro, man. Um, you know what? And he's a free agent, so we're not picking that up. We're not picking it up. If, if, if John Lynch is in his right mind, which I believe he is, he's not picking that up. So uh, I'm, I'm cutting Ken Law. That was an easy one. You, yeah, you, yeah. Ken Law got to go. I, I figured that was easy. I just wanted to see yeah. if he's going to show some love to Ken Law. I, <laughs> yeah, I hope I want to. I want to so bad, but you know how it goes, man. <laughs> um, oh, man. That Leonard Williams one got me kind of twisted Um, because he could be he's I was young so mad when they got him. and he's talented. Um, Oh, but Chris Jones is a force to this yeah. day. So I'm with you, K-Walk. I'm going to have to go boom, boom, boom. One, two, three, right with you. Uh, everything K-Walk said, I'm with. I think I know Chris Young. I'm sorry, Chris, Chris Young. Chris Jones is older. But he's just that guy. You cannot let him yeah. go somewhere else because yeah. he's still playing at a dominant top tier. People, the offices are concerned with Chris Jones. He, they're, yeah, they're, sure. they're concerned with Chris Jones. Leonard Williams, he's young. I'm going to extend him. Um, <clears throat> and then Javon Kinlaw, he got to go. Jay? Yeah, for sure. yeah I'm going to make it unanimous. I agree 100%. Uh, franchise Jones, extend Williams. Ken Law's got to go. I think I think y'all summed it up perfectly. All right, next one. Got a couple more, then we had to break, and Jay takes over. I want to do the quarter cornerbacks. Well, I was almost say quarter cornerbacks. Yes, I have old school paper guys that I. I want to say I meant to mention that earlier. She got the old school paper. Okay. I got a whole monitor right in front of me. I could use, but I just use the paper. I'm old. Yeah. You know, young tablet monitors, and I'm not using paper. Um. So we have Legarius Sneed, Chiefs star corner. Legarius Sneed. Sneed. I said it right. Then we have. Dallas, well, for one year, Stefan Gilmore. And then we have the young uh, Indiana Colts star corner and Kenny Moore. You cool with these guys? Is there one you like I'm not sure about? Oh, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I know them all. 
Uh, I know them all. I just don't know what to order to put them in. Okay. Don't worry about it, K. Walk. I'm going with Jay first. <laughs> my lady. My lady. <laughs> okay. So this is this is tough, Britt. I think I'm going to franchise Sneed. I'm a franchise Sneed. I, I don't want him to get away just yet. And the franchise buys me a year to kind of get another look at him. So I'm going to do that. Gilmore, I like. Gilmore, I don't know how much he's got left in the tank. I mean, but I, I do like him. And I do think he helps that Cowboys secondary. So I'm going to extend him. But like you said earlier, Britt, maybe just a two-year deal. Like even if I could, an option to get out after one. So I'm going to extend him, but as short as I possibly can. Now, I know it's kind of rough of cutting more because he's a really good player. But again, for me, especially thinking about my Cowboys, he he's just the odd man out on this one. <laughs> I think <laughs> for me, Carol, I'm going to have you go last. Uh, I'm with the franchise tag of Legereus, Legereus Sneed. Um, I, I think he's a sticky guy. Sometimes he could play too aggressive, overly aggressive at times, but I like that aggressive nature um, in him. Just dial that back just to smidge it so you don't get penalties at the wrong time. Uh, I'm going to extend Kenny Moore. I like Kenny Moore. I like everything about Kenny Moore. Um, he balled out with the Colts this year. And I'm actually hoping my, my Eagles get him. I doubt they do because their mind is just out of their whatever. They don't like planet Mars for who they trying to bring in. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so but I'm going to extend Kenny Moore. And as much as I have a lot of respect for Stefan Gilmore, um, I'm going to cut him. I know he's still t- he has some talent in those legs left, but he probably doesn't have too much talent left. He's 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 one step out the door, closer to the door. I like the two younger guys, and they're playing good ball. So that's my pick. K. Walk, what you got? All right, I'm I'm going to. Uh... I like the young kid, man. I like the young kid out in Indianapolis. So I'm going to extend him. I like him more than the other guys. Pun intended, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to no, franchise tag. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. I'm going to franchise tag more. Um, as far as uh, the franchise tag, uh, um, I have a need for Sneed. I have a need for Sneed. So I'm going to go uh, my top gun reference there, ladies and gentlemen. Need for speed, need for speed. So I'm going to go there with the franchise tag. And uh, uh, I'm going to Gil Less. Uh, so I'm going to cut Gil Less. <laughs> Is it Gil Less or Gil Moore? Gil. Uh, I had a blessed for Gil. Okay, so, well, you so, did it again, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to cut him. Uh, cut him. <laughs> last one. This is linebackers. Ooh. Now, I could have went any which way. I didn't know which linebackers to pick, so I was just like, all right, whatever. Um, we have Patrick Queen, Baltimore's Patrick Queen. We have Seattle's old guy, Bobby Wagner. And we have, I have no idea what the heck he was, but Tampa Bay's, I think it's Tampa Bay, yeah, uh, Devin White. He's still a young guy, too. Who are you going to franchise tag, extend, or cut? K-Walk. You're up first on this one. All right, so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna franchise franchise tag Queen here. I think he's the he's somewhat the younger of the bunch. 
Um, so I'm going to go with Queen here. I like what he does alongside of uh, Raquan Smith, Raquan, Roquan Smith, excuse me. Wagner is up there in age, like you mentioned, Brett. You kind of alluded to that. So, um, and Devin White, Devin White actually just lost his starting job there, but he's still serviceable in the right defense, and he's younger than Wagner. So I'm going to, I'm going to uh, extend Devin White. And I'm going to cut Wagner here, man. I'm going to cut Wagner. I just think you have to go there. Wagner shows some signs um, here and there, but the long haul, he's just a little too long in the tooth for me. So, again, I'm franchise tagging Queen. I'm extending Devin White, and I'm cutting Wagner. <clears throat> yeah, um, I'm with you on the Patrick Queen one. Um, I'm not saying he's an all-world beat of out of these options. I'm out of this bunch, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Out of these options, I'm a franchise tag Patrick Queen. Like you said, I love how he's playing next to Roquan Smith. Um, and it probably also he's probably, he's probably playing like this because he's because of Roquan Smith, Roquan right? Because Smith. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they almost traded him if we can remember. Yeah. Um <sighs> now Devin White could have just been an issue of he just needs a new environment, still a young guy. Uh could it be an issue of yeah, he's just falling off this early. I don't know if he was injured. He might have been injured or whatnot. I'm not sure. Yeah. Bobby Wagner is getting up there in age, like you said, K-Walk. But he still was making some plays with uh, Seattle. He, he was still making yeah. some plays with Seattle. But he, you can def definitely see that he's starting to age. Mm, you know what? I'm going to switch it. I'm going to extend Bobby Wagner for about one or two years to cover us up till we wow. find something. And I'm going to cut Devin White. It's just interesting that he was a top player, and all of a sudden you just completely lost your starting job. Um, yeah. That's that's interesting to me. Some, something happened there, and I'm a little concerned with that one. That, so that that's coin's which weighing one. him down. That coin in his pocket is weighing him down. It generally happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm going with. Jay, your thoughts? Yeah, Britt, I, I agree with you on this one. I'm, I'm a franchise queen. And I'm going to extend Wagner, but again, if I can get away with like a one-year extension, that, that's probably where I would go. Like Wagner, he doesn't have much left, but he might be able to give you another year at the most. And White, like it's just hard for me to make the argument to extend a guy who, who lost his starting position. So I think for that reason, yeah. I got to cut him. So Yeah, Jay, if I'm going with a 4-3 out of these guys, you know, you know, if the odd man's got to be out, I'm thinking they're all on the same team. So that's why I'm like, that's how I'm looking at it. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to think about it, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I guess see if the right system will help out Devin White. Maybe, maybe not. All right, guys, we're going to head into break. On that note, Jay's going to take over. Again, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Sideline Speaks. We're also on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Sideline Speaks. And anywhere you can uh, listen to your podcast, we are there as well. You are watching The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. And we will be right back. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. But we built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. 
You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right, welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, Jason Collins. All right, y'all, we got to talk some NFL. We had a bunch of playoff games happen over the weekend. Obviously, we got the championship games coming up this weekend. So let's get into a little bit of NFL talk. Let's kind of real quick. I don't want to spend too much time on this because I want to preview the uh, championship games, but maybe just real quick talk about the games from this past weekend. And K Walkman, I'll start with you. Your 49ers, they beat the Rams. Good football game, you know, competitive football game. Debo suffers an injury, but they get out of there with the win. How'd you feel about the Niners against the Rams? Packers, Packers man. We played the Packers. I don't even know why I have the Rams on this page. <laughs> Packers. Packers. You know why? Because Detroit beat the Rams. That's why, <laughs> That's why I did that. Um, I'm sorry. What was the question today? I'm sorry. Can you repeat? Just how'd you feel about your the performance oh. of the Niners? Um, yeah, the uh, 911 was almost uh, called to my home, uh, ladies and gentlemen, because I had heart palpitations. Uh, I mean, I just blood pressure was a little high. But yeah, man, I mean, just um, a great, uh, uh, you know, just uh, the game, you look at it, man, I can't, I'm not making any excuses for Brock Purdy, any, and I'm, I'm going to talk about Brock Purdy a little bit later, but I just think, you know, when Debo goes down, it, it kind of, te- uh, you know, kind of, you know, disrupts the offense for the 49ers, if you will, because um, he plays a, a big part in that, in, in that offense, even though, you know, he's not mentioned that he's not a, he's not a, uh, a Pro Bowl caliber uh, player as far as voting goes. You know, he's not in the conversation of MVP, but he's he's that he's that guy that makes that offense go. So once he went when he once he goes down, you ask yourself, you know, how do how does they how do they adapt? But you look at this team and and whatever, Britt. <laughs> you you know you. <laughs> But it's okay, bro. That's what I, was, okay. I wasn't doing that. You had your, you, you had your guy. You, you guys had your moment last year, man. Can we just have ours for right now? It, it could end oh. this Sunday. It could oh, end no, this Sunday. no, no. I had to yawn, so I was. I was <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Okay, I guess I was that boring. Uh, we're not at talk. Is that boring to you? No. But uh, nonetheless, um, yeah. Going back to it, yeah, Jay. I mean, it, it, it was just a game that you know, as a 49er fan, you look at it and you're like, wow. All right. Um, every play, every penalty, every, um, you know, every just every play, you know, and in that game was just, um, uh, it, it was. You look at it and you and you say to yourself, "Wow, that was a meaningful play." And you don't, and as a football fan, as a football coach, player, you don't put the game on one play, but. You know, it came down to a lot of different plays, man. But overall, I think the 49ers didn't play their best. You know, they, you know, a lot of people saying, was it rust over rest, that type of deal. Um, Brock Purdy didn't look his best because of the fact of the matter is he's not he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Patrick Holmes. He's not Jared Goff. He's not all these other guys that you want to put up there in the MVP talk. Um, but he got it done. And nonetheless, that last drive. Um, uh, he, he ultimately got it done, man. Made some uh, crucial throws, and you know my saying, Jay. You don't have to be great all the time. You just have to be great when you need to be. And, and Brock Purdy was great in that situation. You're gonna say, oh well, Christian McCaffrey bailed him out. You know, uh, Brandon Ayuk bailed him out. You know, so forth and so on. But he still has to make those throws. Yeah, I know some crucial throws that he made. But yeah, uh, nonetheless, um, great win. Um, and these guys are gonna get. They, they know that they're. You know, if they want to get to that ultimate goal they have to be better than they were on Saturday. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and to me, like, if you're ever going to win a championship, you, you're always going to have a game that you kind of – everything doesn't go right and you find a way to win. And maybe for the 49ers, this was that game. I do think, though, okay, Walk, to your point, I think Purdy's got to take a little bit better care of the football because, like, the Packers dropped a couple interceptions. At two of them, I thought that they could have had hit guys literally right in the chest or had opportunities to make plays and just didn't make them. So I think he's got to take a little bit better care of the football, particularly in the first half of that football game. But you're right. He was down the stretch when they needed him to make plays. He certainly was able to make them. You hate for me. I hate to see Jordan Love throw that interception at the end. It's a horrible decision, horrible throw because mm-hmm. he played so well like throughout the game. You hate to see it kind of end like that. But the Packers definitely have a bright future. But Britt, let me ask you a a little bit of a different question. Do you think Brock Purdy is special enough to win a Super Bowl with the 49ers? Huh? <laughs> Why you ask me that question? <laughs> um, ooh, that's a hard question. I think he has talent. I do. I, I am a little concerned. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just feel like they're playmakers. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't want to disrespect Brock Purdy in any way. Sure you do. Everybody's been doing it. But then I also <laughs> don't want like, wait a minute. I also don't want to make Brad Perry seem like he's just all world out quarterback he's neither. Not. Um, not. I don't know. I I guess yeah. If he if he's not careless with the football for the most part, he hasn't been. I think they could potentially get it done. I don't know if they're going to done this year because that Baltimore Ravens team is looking scary. Not saying that's yeah, their ain't, ain't actually about that. But, actually about but that. I'm just saying, um, I'm not sure. It, it just depends on I, I I really think Debo is the glue to this team. I do. Debo yeah. and Christian McCaffrey, to me, those are the glue guys. They have to be healthy. The whole thing with San Francisco is get it out to your playmakers. Kyle Shanahan is going to scheme them open and have them make the plays. Um, Brock Purdy is not asked in my opinion, to do a whole lot. He's just really asked, make sure you get it out to your playmakers and just take care of the football. And he's been doing that. And that's all you need your quarterback to me to do. He struggled a little bit the last game. And like you guys alluded to, yeah, he could have had a couple picks in the last game. But I think the Packers were a little bit better than what most of us thought they were, um, or they've gotten better over the course of the season than most of us thought they were. But I do think that inexperience kind of caught up to the Packers as well. Um, So can they win the Super Bowl? Sure. I think they can win it. Nick Foles won it as a backup um, with the Eagles. So I think, no, he's not a backup. I wasn't being disrespectful to Brock Purdy, but I'm just saying. (laughs) Okay, well, I was about to take it that way. That's not even what I meant. So uh, but yeah, I think Brock Purdy can tend, he's the quarterback. So I think he could carry this team to eventually win the Super Bowl. I don't know if they'll do it this year because I'm just looking at a different team right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, too, Brett. I think you make a good point about the Packers. Like the Packers probably are better than people think. Like, they, they're really well coached. I, lo- I love their offensive scheme. 
similar to some of the things that the 49ers like mm-hmm. to do in, in terms of the way they like to run the football. So I, I do think the Packers are probably a little bit better than people think. All right, okay, well, let's talk about the team that your Niners are going to face this weekend, those the Detroit Lions. Um, anything about the Lions that particularly concerns you as, as we move to this matchup? Yeah, uh, two names, Dan Campbell. I mean, just, just. I mean, I, I've been on Dan's Campbell um, bandwagon since I, I first started watching it. When he first got the job three years ago, uh, you know, I told you guys that, this, you know, this guy is going to have this team ready to play. He's going to get this team ready to go, have them ready to uh, fire it up. And, 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 and just in three years, he has some uh, 60 minutes away from winning. I mean, going going to the Super Bowl, you can't ask for anything, uh, you know, you know, more from a uh, from a three year head coach. You know, every every coach that signs a, a contract, it's generally that five year plan, if you will. And he's he's right there, you know, 60 minutes away from getting that five year uh, getting that five year plan done in three years. Um, so yeah, just uh, just just what Dan Campbell brings to the table. These guys, that offense with Gibbs, with that two-headed monster in Gibbs and um, and, um, and Montgomery, young kids, St. Brown, Laporta, they just signed uh, Zach uh, Zach Ertz as well um, off of the uh, the waiver wires, and we know he was let go by the uh, uh, by the Cardinals. So you know Zach Ertz is familiar with Kyle Shanahan's uh, yeah. defense or Kyle Shanahan's team, and and I don't know he's not too familiar with uh, Steve Wilkes' defense, but nonetheless. He's familiar with the 49ers playing, you know, playing against them, you know, week in and week out. Just I, I just think these guys are ready. They believe, man. They're confident. And and the one thing you have to do is, you know, when you get a young, confident team in, and, you, and the first thing you have to do immediately is take that confidence away. Because if they start to build on that confidence, it's really going to be hard. But fortunately for the 49ers, they're playing at home because if they played on it at four in four field, I don't know. It'll be tough for the 49ers. But nonetheless, the 49ers are, I, I think, you know, that game right there, you know, I think that game against the Packers was somewhat of their of their uh, Super Bowl. Man. I, I really do. I think you have to have that type of game like you alluded to, Jay, to get to the ultimate goal, man. I, I know there's other teams out there that people want to root for. They, they want to take everything away from the 49ers, don't want to give them anything. So, but with that being said, you know, that's that's what these guys are built for. They understand what took place last year. They were one play away from winning the uh, the Super Bowl. I mean, going to the Super Bowl. And when I say that, that one play against Hassan Riddick knocking out uh, uh, Brock Purdy. But yeah, just uh, go, to go into the uh, back to the question, Jay. Dan Campbell and how confident he has made this team and Aaron Glenn as well and how much he blitzes on defense as well. So we'll see how the 49ers adapts to both, uh, you know, Dan Campbell's uh, approach to the game and Aaron Glenn's approach to the game as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I agree with you a hundred percent. It's hard to overlook like just Dan Campbell's approach with this team the way that he always has them ready to play, the toughness, the physicality. Absolutely. They feel a little bit like uh, almost like a throwback, you know what I mean, just in the way that they approach the game. So I agree with you 100% there. Britt, what about you? Anything about this Lions team that impresses you as, as they move into the weekend? Yeah, I, I like I, – I mean, I've been liking, liking this Lions team when they got uh, Dan Campbell. Uh, I like his approach to training camp. He's more that old-school – type of guy in training camps you know he likes to go hard within of course the guidelines the new guidelines of what they allow during practice of course um it's a lot of restrictions um 
Uh, Jared Goff is playing well. You know, he still have those moments, though. And it's like, what what Jared Goff are we going to get? Are we going to get the Jared Goff that makes these silly mistakes? <clears throat> or are we going to get the all-world beater? I'm not going to say all-world beater. But the Jared Goff that is just on his game, making throws accurate with the passes on time. Um, I love Jameer Gibbs. Um, Jameer Gibbs is a special, special young guy. Amon Ross St. Brown, he's a force to be reckoned with. Um, he's a special guy. And then Reynolds, they got the other guy, Reynolds. He's also nice. The defense, I love uh, uh, Hutchinson, um, Brian Branch. You know, they got CJ Gardner Johnson uh, now. Um, he's what? He's in trouble. He's in trouble. He's in trouble. Oh, I'm talking um, about Sunday. He's in trouble. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, but um, I'm not. Again, I think their offense is great. I think their defense still needs to work on some things because I feel like they they allow themselves to get beat a lot. Um, and I don't know if it's more of a, like a bend don't break type of thing. Um, but they very much could have lost to the Bucks. They 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 could have. They they absolutely could have. Um, but I, I don't know. I do like this Detroit team. Like, I really like them. They kind of remind me of – and they have a solid offensive line. I don't know if people realize that. They have a decent I, offensive line. Week. They so, lost their offensive guard. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just um, But they still have a decent – outside of – they still have a decent offensive line, even outside of that. So, But we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um. K-Walk, the Chiefs and the Bills. A, a lot of talk, man, after that game. Like, did the did the Bills blow it? Did the Chiefs win? How did you see that, man? Do you think the Bills let one get away, or do you think the Chiefs won the football game, if you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it was the aforementioned question, Jay. I think the Bills let that one get away. They had an opportunity there, man. I mean, that one turnover uh, that they had, um, they and the Bills just kept giving the, the the Chiefs kept giving the Bills opportunity after opportunity, and they just couldn't take advantage of it. I mean, talking about the uh, you know the, the the fumbles, the interceptions, and Bass, man, I I know Bass is, is tough, man. I you know I can only imagine. I hope he's on. I'm not. not I'm not even making fun of you on this. I'm not even going to going to say what I was going to say. But Bass, man, I, I just hope you're keeping your head up, man. And I know a fan went out there and donated a hundred thousand dollars to his uh to his uh his charity of choice because that that was I think it was a game changer man we talked about you know how this this particular series between these two teams and how they played um you know last year or the year before and how they changed the rules because of this series you know when the coin toss went up and uh the Chiefs and the Mahomes got the ball they went down and then give Josh Allen and the Bills a, a chance to uh, to come back down and score it's like whoever won the coin toss in that particular game was ultimately going to win the game, but they changed the rules to allow both teams to, to score. And the Bills were at home, man, and Bills Mafia was on fire, and for and Josh Allen played his tail off, man, but it, it just couldn't get over that Chiefs hump, man. So with that being said, man, it's just the Bills are – I don't think they change anything, man. I just think they just have to continue to fight harder, just add a couple pieces here and there. So I think they have the right pieces. I, I'm not sold on – Stefan Diggs. I think they get in, they need another receiver in there. Another top notch receiver. I don't think Stefan Diggs is a number one receiver in my in my opinion. But um, just hats off to Bill Mafia, and I think that 
to be honest with you, I was kind of rooting for the I, I kind of rooting for the Chiefs because I think they get they have the best opportunity. And as much as I was rolling my eyes at you, Britt, when when you said the Ravens probably the best team, I was you know I was saying that because of the fact of the matter, and I was rooting for the Chiefs because of the fact of the matter. I think they they have the best opportunity to beat the uh, the Ravens in the AFC. So um, with Mahomes there. Yeah, man, that game was weird because for a minute, like if, if the Chiefs don't fumble like at their own one yard line, you feel like maybe they put the game away at that point. But then also like that fake punt, like why? I I I, I could understand that for the life yeah. of me. Yeah. Um. So just some some weird things that happened in that game. But Britt, what say you? Do do you feel like? The Bills let that game get away, or do you feel like the Chiefs went in there and, and took the game on the road? Okay, Jay, so let me come that back. Do you think the Packers let one get away, or do you think the 49ers went and took it? And they were at home. No, I, I don't I don't feel like the Packers let one get away. I feel like the Packers played a really good game, especially mm -hmm. offensively. And I do feel like they missed some opportunities, no question, especially in the first mm -hmm. half. They had an opportunity to make a couple of interceptions and did not make the plays. But I think the better team won the game, whereas there's people debating mm -hmm. this Bills Chiefs game. Like, did the better team actually win? Not in this I case, think – Maybe the hottest team didn't win, but I think regardless, you got Patrick Mahomes versus the Buffalo Bills. Um, and all we were saying with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs is the receivers just need to hold on to the football, and that's what they yeah. did. So I think they are the better team. On, I'm not going to say necessarily both sides of the football, but defensively, I definitely think they're the better team. Defensively, you have Chris Jones. Um and Legereus Sneed, well, he was playing some decent coverage that game. Um, it's a little sometimes overly aggressive. but And then the other guy, I can never think of the, the defensive edge, the young defensive edge that, that plays for them. I can never think of his name. Um, he's talented as well. And then, again, you have Patrick Mahomes. And, it's, and Isaiah Pacheco, we know what he is capable of doing. And he did what he always does. He ran that football hard, especially in crucial moments. So, no, I think the better team did win. I think the better coach won, and that yeah. was the Chiefs. I don't think the Bills let anything get away. I think the Bills were just hot towards the end, and the, the Chiefs just threw some cold water on them. Yeah, you know what, Brie? You, you make a good point bringing up the coaching because I do think Andy Reid like, had a great game plan <laughs> for that football game. They got Pacheco going, even the way like they called some of their passes, trying to get the ball to Kelsey over the middle against some of those linebackers that weren't necessarily used to playing as much. So I thought they attacked the weaknesses of the Bills defense perfectly. So at this point in the year, coaching definitely matters. Brick, all right, you've been talking about and, these Ravens. And I, and I didn't even mention Kelsey. That's the crazy part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, had he a good scored game three too. touchdowns. Yeah, played well, played well. Britt, the Ravens, you've mm -hmm. been talking about them. It, it sounds like you think they're the team to beat in, in this whole race, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. But I don't, what do you I don't, love about this team? I don't – it's hard to doubt any team with a Patrick Mahomes. He just seems to win any game when you think they're going to lose. The Ravens? Jay said the I, Ravens, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, Ravens. He said he thinks that I have – he, or he didn't want to put anything in my mouth, but I had the Ravens winning the whole thing. And I just 
came back and said, I'm not sure because you can't, it's hard to doubt any team with Patrick Mahomes. I apologize. All right, like, okay, go ahead, continue. What is wrong with you, K Walk? You you <laughs> nothing. Yeah, I, I, I didn't hear, I didn't hear you say all that before. It seemed like you look tight when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers. Like, granted, I know you want them to win and they just might win it all. Fred, I know what to say about that. Right, go ahead, continue, all right. <laughs> no, but yet. the Ravens, uh Houston, uh the Houston Texans, like they they fought well in that that first half of the game they fought very well it to me it just seemed like the Ravens came out flat early on but when they started to pick things up boy did they pick things up um and I'm not saying the Ravens to me I still think the Ravens defense is one of the best in the league if not the best but just like most defense you're going to get up some give up some yards and that's exactly what they did um but my goodness, they play well together. That this just looks like a fantastic team. I I don't care what anybody says on all levels. When Lamar is throwing the ball like that, plus he's running the ball the way he ran runs. I think he ran for over a hundred yards and he threw for over 150 yards, um, two touchdowns. I think it was passing and running. <clears throat> two touchdowns passing, two touchdowns throwing. That, that's just a tough, like. <laughs> it's a tough team, and I really think that um the Chiefs is gonna have something tough on their hands. And it just they just seem very motivated. Roquan Smith at when he spoke, he was like, We're going for the whole thing. They just seem like they're focused and they're motivated and they're ready. And they blew the heck out of Houston Texas Texans. But again, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and Andy Reid. There will be no surprises. I do think the Ravens will win this game. But again, there are no surprises when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. So we'll see. Okay, Walk, you said you were rooting for the Chiefs because you thought they had the best chance at knocking the Ravens out. What is it about this Ravens team that that makes them special or makes them so good? I, I think Ty Munkin is, is, is the difference. I, I say this all the time, guys. I'm not going to change the way I feel about Lamar Jackson. I mean, just because, you know, he potentially, 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 ladies and gentlemen, because some people don't, generally don't hear what I say, but uh, potentially it could be a matchup between the 49ers and the, uh, the Ravens. And I, and I advocated for when Lamar Jackson was going through his whole contract um, negotiations and things of that nature. I said that, you know, you give a Todd Munkin and Lamar Jack, you give Lamar Jackson a Todd Munkin and the weapons that are around him, he would be, you know, uh, you know, an MVP and a, and a potential Super Bowl winner. Potential, <laughs> potential. <laughs> so with that being said, yeah, that's just what I'm looking at, Jay. I just think that Todd Munkin is the difference in this um, in this offense, um, you know, and, and it allows it's allowing Lamar Jackson, Lamar Demetrius Jackson to be who he is, who he's obviously is, has been. I think Greg Roman has kind of handcuffed him a little bit, you know, the, 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 uh, the previous uh, um, offensive coordinator there. But um, with the healthy Mark Andrews, I, I know he didn't play last year. I thought he was going to play last week. Not sure what his uh, his, uh, his availability is going to be like. I haven't se- haven't seen anything any updates in regards to that. But that running game, um, and they just got Cook too, and Cook's motivated. Dalvin Cook is motivated in that offense, and um, you got Hill as well. And you got, of course, you got Odell, and you got the young kid Zay Flowers um, there as well. And likely the, the the guy who's filling in for Mark Andrews. It's just it, it, you look around and you look at that defense as well. Brittany mentioned Roquan Smith and those guys. Uh, it, it's just a, a team on paper. They, they, they should win it, but there's a reason why you play the games. But And, and Britt mentioned you got Mahomes, man. You got Mahomes who 
always finds a way to win the game. I know it's going to be tough. It's two games on the road for him in two hostile environments. I know he survived one. I don't know if he can survive the other. But with that being said, I don't know if we make a predictions or anything like that. So I'll hold off on that. But I, I think Mahomes, it gives gives uh, the Chiefs a better chance to beat the Ravens than, than Allen does to beat the Ravens. Well, let, let's go ahead and do that now. Let's 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 predict these games. Let's give the fans a score. Let's call them how we how we think they're going to turn out. Britt, I'll come to you first, and let's let's start with those Ravens, Ravens, Chiefs. It's it's a tough call because yeah, obviously the Ravens are playing really well, but there's a part of me that's like, you know what? I'm not sure I'm ready to bet against Patrick Mahomes just yet. But how do you see this thing playing out, Britt? I have a lot of respect for Patrick Mahomes. Um, I'm not sure if I'm ready to bet against Andy Reid. <laughs> My goodness. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. But you know what? <clears throat> I just. Man, because Patrick Mahomes makes some incredible plays. But I feel like it's kind of like a Patrick Mahomes versus a Roquan Smith type of deal for some reason. And I think Roquan Smith is the linebacker just my goodness by the way eagles not to go off tag by the way philadelphia eagles howie roseman i'm talking to you real quick you see how important the quality a great linebacker is to your team okay <laughs> just wanted to make sure i put that in there my, my apologies <laughs> all right let's get back to it um I, whoo, I don't know which way to go but i'm gonna go with the ravens on this one um I, i'm going with the ravens on this one i feel like it's gonna be much closer than what we would like for it to be because um, remember they still have Chris Jones on the other side. And I think he'll put some pressure up the middle of that offense. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Like K Walker alluded to that offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin it has these guys playing and playing hard. And I love Zay flowers. I, he plays hard. Um, that little guy can run and run some good routes. So I'm going with the Ravens. Um, I'm going to say the score is going to be 24. Four to twenty, Ravens. Okay, okay. It's not not a bad call. Not a bad call at all. For me, it's something about the Ravens that I don't know. I just can't get fully on board with the Ravens. I know they've been great. I know they've been dominant. I know they play great defense. And I know Lamar Jackson is an X factor. But even with saying all that, I I still. And well, let me just say, I, I think I've picked almost every playoff game wrong this entire playoff game season. So <laughs> take what I say for whatever it's worth. But I got the Chiefs winning. I, I got the Chiefs 27, 24. I just think Mahomes magic. It, it's not it's not up yet. So I got the Chiefs. But K-Walk, who you got? Yeah, I, everything that I mentioned earlier, guys, I'm just going to just all I can say is I, I agree with Britt on, on this one. I just think that the, the Ravens are right now on paper. If you look at it and then you look at the quarterback and everything that's laid out and, you know, the best quarterbacks remaining, it's the best team on paper. It's the best team on paper. So with that being said, I'm going to take the Ravens in this game. I think it's going to be a close game. Like Britt uh, mentioned, I'm going to go 27, 24. I think Justin Tucker, you got two great quick kickers here, ladies and gentlemen. So you got Buckner and you got Justin Tucker, man. And these two guys are, are, are really good. So, uh, you know, we're, we're going to see, might, we may see a, a, a kicker duel here. 
I know you and nobody want to hear that. Okay, what we want to see? kicker duel. It may be a kicker duel right here, but uh, I'm going to give the edge to uh, Justin Tucker. Um, you know, edging this one out, 27-24. Okay, yeah, man, Ravens. I'm not, I'm not mad at it at all. All right, Britt, K walks 49ers against the tough, scrappy yeah, I, Rams. I want to hear what you got to say first for this one. I did. I took the Chiefs, 27-24. No, for the next game. <laughs> oh, for K-Walk 49ers? He, he, you're talking he's about? still talking about the Rams. The 49ers beating the Rams. Right. I'm like, the Rams? <laughs> did you just say the Rams again? Again. Did I, did I yes, say it again, K-Walk? You did, bro. The Lions. Man, I don't know what's wrong with me, K-Walk. And I had a good nap today, too, man. So I should have been feeling fresh. All right, the 49ers I mean, I, are in the jungle, so they got to fight. I, I, look, I understand <laughs> if you don't want to say the Lions as you was rooting for the Cowboys and they got to the NFC maybe that's it. Ah, maybe, maybe that's, that's it. it. <laughs> maybe that's it. But I can pick it first, Britt. I I think the I think the uh, 49ers win, and I, I actually think they win by ten points. Give me give me the Niners thirty one twenty one. Not as close as people think it'll be. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. Um, they're in San Fran. Santa Clara, please. Whatever. <laughs> I do not care. If you want to be called San Francisco 49ers, I know they're, they're right outside San Fran or 20 minutes out, whatever. Right. they playing in San Francisco, somewhere in that vicinity, like Dallas Cowboys, whatever. You playing in Dallas, Fort Worth, I don't care. You're in that vicinity. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> um. I'm just not sure if the Lions defense can keep up with the, the 49ers offense. I, I think that's the biggest thing for me. Um, if Kyle Shanahan scheme these guys open the way they normally do, Debo's healthy and playing, I just don't know if that Lions defense could keep up with, with that 49ers offense. And like K Walker alluded to earlier, they are missing their guard. Um, that's that's a big loss. But you know what? I'm I'm gonna go different here because I know everybody's gonna go with the 49ers. I know that's okay. what the Majority is going to be so. I'm going to show some love to these Detroit Lions fans. They okay. got me kind of excited yeah. a little bit for whatever reason. I don't think they'll win, but I'm going to go on one of my outrageous takes and I'm going to say the Lions win. This might be a stupid take. Uh, <laughs> the Lions win and a win. very close one. Uh, and a very close one. I'm going to say 24 21. Okay. Ooh. Okay. I so I don't, I don't get they. I don't think they get any more. All right. So Britt's got the Lions. Okay. Well, it's your squad, man. Nobody yeah. more locked in than you on this. How you see it playing out? Yeah, Britt. Britt's covering both sides of the both bases, man. It's just like I, I picked the I picked the Lions, but I said I didn't believe in that. So you know she could play both sides of the fence. So she's good, no matter no, what no, the no, outcome I'll stay, is. I stay with my team. I'll. I'll well, not my team. Okay. I stay with the team. Right. I stay with that team. <laughs> I stay right. with my picks. The only time you got me convinced you ever changed my mind, K-Wall, because you made me feel guilty about me picking the Bucks over the Eagles. And you was like, you picked the Bucks? How you picking them over the Eagles? And I was right the first time, and you guilt me into changing my decision. <laughs> so can I so, guilt you into changing your decision here? Because I, right. <laughs> no, I don't see, do that. No. But <laughs> this one, I really don't have that confidence. The Bucks, I was really confident the Bucks was going to win. Uh yeah. But you just guilted me. I, I don't have that right. confidence, but I'm gonna stick with it. I'm I'm nah, silent on mine. It's okay, bro. At, at this point, man, I, I, 
Right. <laughs> at this point, you know, I'm nervous. But yeah, I mean, all seriousness, you know, when we look at this, man, and we don't know where Debo is at right now, he's 50-50. So that means that we don't know if he's going to play or not. Um, I, I'm just going to say one name here. I'm going to say Elijah Mitchell. I think he's going to be an X factor in this game. I think that, in my opinion, I have no inside knowledge of this, ladies and gentlemen, as much as I'm dialed into the 49ers. I think Kyle Shanahan should use Christian McCaffrey the way he uses Debo and uses Elijah Mitchell the way he uses Christian McCaffrey. Because Christian, because Elijah Mitchell is uh he can tote that rock, man. He really can. We saw it in the game against the commanders. I know it's the commanders. Slow down, ladies and gentlemen. And I know that uh he he did it in the game against the the, the Rams when no one played. But nonetheless, I think Kyle's uh, Kyle Shanahan has something down up his sleeve. But with all that being said, um, looking at the weather, um, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be so contrast to what we saw last Saturday. Yeah, I looked at the weather, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I do. Um, um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, Brock Purdy can, uh, you know, hold on to that ball, get the ball to the right guys at the right time. That defense can hold up, get some pressure on uh, Jared Goff, disrupt that offense as much as they possibly can. So with that being said, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say this is a blowout, but I'm just going to say. The 49ers win by four. I'm going to say by four, 24, okay. 24, 20, 24, 20. Okay. You know what? Okay. I, I will say this. That defensive line of the 49ers can create havoc. Can create havoc. Ha, ha, mm, Lord, geez, I can't say the word. You know I'm talking about. No, no, not you. I'm saying they can, but will they? Because they didn't have any I know, but wait. Week. That defensive line can create some major issues for Jared Goff. And like I said earlier, Jared Goff, as great as he could play, and he could play some good football, but he has the tendency to make these dumb decisions, and we've seen it week after week after week. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. I'm yeah. still sticking with the, the Lions because I chose them. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hope you're right. I hope it is interesting. I mean, with with America's team out of it, you know, all I can do is root for and good football sad. games. No, the Steelers. So. The Steelers lost the first week. <laughs> I'm gonna be straight up. Can I say this? I'm gonna say it right here on here. Okay, well, how many Super Bowls does San Fran have? Five. Five. Okay. How many Super Bowls have y'all been to in the last so many years? Two. Let's say 2012. So I think you guys are more of America's team than the Dallas Cowboys has ever been. So can we please stop calling this team? I'm not gonna no no we're not America's team we are no 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 same. most people don't want I get to get you I think, pa- I think Patriots are more America's America team okay well let's give it to the Patriots then yeah. they could be America's team my mm. goodness I'm tired no. of being Jay. called America's team and all you do is lose Jay. I want Jay. no part of that <laughs> I live same. in America I don't like to be Jay come on Jay America's team let me let me say it this way there's criteria like to be america's team and to me not just a star in the helmet jay i know there's stars on the flag but then there's a star in the helmet i don't think that's what makes them america's team i think in order to be america's team you have to be polarizing like people people either love you or they hate you there can't be a ho-hum i don't care perfect patriots and <laughs> to me, the Cowboys fit that mold. Like people either love them or they hate them, but everybody has an opinion about them. And to me, that's what makes them America. Everybody got an opinion on every team. Like that's no, they don't. Because because 
If the Jacksonville Jaguars lose, nobody cares. If the Cincinnati Bengals lose, nobody cares. If the Patriots if the Dallas lose, Cowboys lose, it's the yeah, first story on every sports base. show. Jay, Jay we don't want to be on here disrespecting about? that fan base. That <laughs> fan base cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Their fan base cares, but in terms of the coverage, what? oh wow, the, we just lost a bunch of we just lost a bunch of watchers and listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All just, right. That would be I'm going to move on, guys. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. It ain't worth it. Okay, Walt, let's do this, Britt. Let's, let's, take, let's take a 30-second break, just a quick catch my breath. And then when we come back, K-Walk, K-Walk's running the show. He's going to do his um in, in or out of bounds segment. Real and then we're going to wrap quick. this thing up and get out of here. Go Cowboys. We'll be right back. Oh, Lord. Don't don't make me don't don't make me cut you off again. <laughs> Brett, Brett, you know what break to use. <laughs> oh yeah. No, don't it. you don't you dare <laughs> play that play that play video. Don't you dare play that video, Brett. <laughs> we only need a 30-second break, ladies and gentlemen. This is the sideline speaks. We'll be right back. Right back. Camplyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. But we built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks with Brittany Jones, Jason Collins, and myself, Kevin Walker. All right. Um, hey, K-Walk, you... just real quick, man, before you oh, go, I just want to shout out G-Girl Martin. She she left a comment, or he left, who, I'm assuming it's a girl, left a comment in the uh, in the stream. So just shout out. We appreciate you watching, G-Girl Martin. I didn't see that. Can you bring that up, Britt? <clears throat> I didn't see yeah. That. Let's see. Uh, oh, okay. Uh... Good evening. Haven't seen you in a while. Been in mourning. She's mourning those oh, eagles. So Looks she's like the eagles. eagles. Okay. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, the eagles fan. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. Good evening. Oh, good evening. Nope. Good. Girl. Don't worry. We all been in mourning. Us cowgirls. Uh. We we all been in mourning. <laughs> yeah. You about to say? Hopefully the 49ers next <laughs> week. We get it. We get Why it. do you think everybody? I, know. I am not I know. worried about the 49ers. Win, lose, or draw. I do not care. I have respect for the team, and that is it. Now I do care if the Cowboys win. I might, I might that go the America's and team. cry because I don't want care. Them. No, it's a division rival. <laughs> it's a division <laughs> rival. Don't do that. <laughs> All right, good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. All right, good stuff. All right, this time for my inbounds or out of bounds. Uh, I know we're up against the clock, so I'll make this quick. Brett, I'll, I'll come to you on this one. Um, we kind of alluded to this off air before the uh, for the show, but the Falcons right now, they have interviewed Belichick and they interviewed uh, Jim Harbaugh as well. I want to know the Falcons, are they the most attractive opening right now for a head coach? The Falcons, attractive head coaching spot. Is this an in, inbounds out of bounds thing? I'm sorry. I, I, I thought <laughs> no. I thought I'm sorry. Um, and I'm mean, real quick, real quick, I'll give you a little time to think about it, ladies and gentlemen. So, with that being said, is inbounds is that if they uh, agree with me, out of bounds if they disagree with me, ladies. Just to give you some clarification there. Sorry, Britt. No, you're fine. Um, I think I guess I am going to answer plus answer the inbounds out of bounds. I think they have attractive pieces. <laughs> 
they have some attractive athletes and players. I just don't know if the whole if the destination is attractive. Not the destination, but the team itself is an attractive team. I think there are other teams out there I would prefer to go to. I think that you gotta start, you gotta figure out your quarterback situation. That's that's the biggest part. You have to figure out your quarterback situation. And it's not guaranteed that Russell Wilson is going to be there um, and what he can even bring to this team. So I'm going to say out of bounds on this. I love Kyle Pitts. I like uh, 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 B. John Robinson. I like a young Drake London. Um, But you got to get a quarterback. And there's some pieces on defense you have to fix. So I'm going to say an offensive line needs a lot of help as well. So I'm going to say out of bounds. Again, you have attractive pieces or players not necessarily the team as a whole. All right, Jay, what say you? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with Britt. I think it's an attractive destination because they, they have some good young talent, but I don't think it's the most attractive. So I'm going to go out of bounds because I think the Chargers job is, is a better job. They okay. have their quarterback in place. They have a really good defense. They have some good offensive players. So I'm going to go out of bounds. I'm going to give that title to the Chargers. All right. Excuse me, Brett. I got to stay with Brett Jay on this one because um, uh, he alluded to my next question. So with that being said, Jay, is Bill Belichick a better hire than Jim Harbaugh? Jim Harbaugh. Bill Belichick is a better hire than Jim Harbaugh. I'm going to say that's out of bounds, K-Walk. I might be a little higher on Harbaugh than other people. I think he's a really good football coach. He wins everywhere he goes. Yes, he's a little different. He does things a little different. He can maybe even wear on you after a few years. But I I think he's just (laughs) more in tune with with what's happening right now in football. Maybe Belichick has lost his fastball. So I, I, I'm going to say that's out of bounds, K-Walk. I, I like Harbaugh better than Belichick. All right, good stuff, Britt. You already know my answer. Uh, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to say out of bounds. Look, Bill Belichick to me was a great coach when he had Tom Brady. But again, what has he done before and after? Um, I think defensively, he's great. He's fantastic. But I think his teams offensively, if he doesn't hire the right coordinator, will always struggle. Um, and I just don't know if he could adapt to this time. I'm, and I'm not sure how relatable he is with his players. So that's another big aspect. I think Jim Harbaugh is is a much better option. And like Jay said, he wins uh, wherever he goes to. So wherever he goes, so out of bounds. Yeah, I'm just going to chime in a little bit on this one. Yeah, I'm a Jim Harbaugh fan. You guys already know. He looks at the history of the 49ers. You know why I'm like Harbaugh. Until you play the 49ers. All right. uh, Stay with you on this one, Britt. Um, We got the Australian Open. Uh, My girl, I think I I could think I can speak for all of us. Our girl, um, Coco Golf has advanced to the semifinals. Coco Golf will win the Australian Open, Britt. Inbounds or out of bounds? She's ranked four. She's currently ranked four. I think she's ranked four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't think of the number one person. But you know what? Coco Golf, she's 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 Strug- and just keep in mind she struggled a little bit yesterday last mm-hmm. night, yeah. but she got it done. But she got it done, and that's the key mm-hmm. part. She exactly. she got it, she composed herself and was able to get done to get it to get the victory. Um and so that's why can't you say that about my 49ers? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Brit. <laughs> I just See, gotta, you gotta I feel I like Kevin. Okay, well, I really. So look, I I called you by the government you name. Call me my government Kevin, name, right? And I don't yeah, never say that. Kevin, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Hey, well, I feel like you harboring some feelings because I mean, 
I'm just nervous. I'm, I'm just nervous. Let's go, 49ers. <laughs> I ain't never hear you say that about my Eagles. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> right. So I'm like, come on. I'm gonna speak, speak my piece. No, I'm just kidding. Um oh, but no, uh and, and golf's a little different. <laughs> yeah, right. Very different, very um um, but no, I I'm gonna say inbounds. I, she's got the skill set. It's there. She got everything you need. She did it last year. She has everything that you need. Um, and she just keeps on going. Yeah, you may struggle over a course of a, a match. Um, but she could overcome that, right? Yeah. Match, no. Match, you win. Yeah, she might struggle yeah. over a course of a match. Games um, that match. Over, yeah. Point. Yeah, Games that match. Right. Yeah. So you could overcome that, and I, I think she got it. Yeah. She just has to know it. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. in her corner, like, yo, yeah, I, do this, do I, I I agree with you. I think she gets it done. I'm, I'm in balance with that. But Jay, what say you? Man, she's got a tough match tomorrow. Yeah, she does. That, I, I hope I'm not yes. butchering the girl's name. I think it's Sabalenka or Sobalenka, something like yes. that. That yes, girl she's... can absolutely play. But I'm hoping Coco got her bad match out of the way last night and plays her best tennis tomorrow. So I'm going to say it's in bounds, K-Walk. It, it'd be sweet. If she can go back-to-back, -back, like yeah. U.S. Open and then the Australian, she, she'll have it rolling a little bit. So yeah. I'm I'm hoping that it's in bounds. So I'm going to go in bounds on this one. Yeah, this new Serena. Yeah, new Serena. I think she looked kind of looked past the, in her previous match, um, but I think she gets it done as well. All right, last one here. K-Walk, that's You're what I'll say. Real quick, I'm sorry. They no, said good. the same thing about... Coco in the last in the U.S. Open mm -hmm. and overcame it, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I think exactly. Exactly. I I concur. All right, next one here. Last one here, guys. Um, who do I want to go to first on this? I'll go to Brit on this one first. All right, all right. The Duke. Now this it's not too bad, but the Duke Carolina game has lost its luster. The Duke Carolina <laughs> men's basketball game has lost its luster. Uh, no more Mike Kaszewski, no more Mike K. Um, you got, you got, you know, um, Coach Huber there, but um, inbounds or out of bounds? Oh, look, if you're a fan of, of Duke or Carolina, then probably not. Facts. I think if you're an all-time fan of just basketball in general, of college basketball, old school, new school, probably not. <clears throat> I don't know if it's me, but I feel like the women's basketball is just taking over. So I'm going to say inbounds. I think it has lost some luster. Now, maybe March Madness will bring it. Nah, because they, they may not even compete. Yeah. And I used to look forward to that game. But now I'm looking at what 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 is what is the women's LSU doing? What is the women's <laughs> um, South Carolina doing? What is the women's uh, – uh, come on, help me out. UCLA, USC, Colorado, Iowa. So like my attention got geared towards the women's basketball. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a woman. It's just they're getting so much attention, so much talent is coming out. Right now, it's just not there with the men's for me. Now, for this is just for me. Um, but I think if you're a true fan, then it'll be out of bounds. But for me, right now, it's inbounds. Okay. Jay, do do yeah, Carolina has I kind of agree with Britt. I think that's inbounds. Like, I agree. Like, I think if you're a Duke or Carolina fan, it probably still 
is that must-see yeah. TV. But for like me, like somebody who used to tune into that game no matter what, but that's mm-hmm. not a fan of either team, like now I don't really care. Like if it's on and I happen to come to it, I might watch a little bit. But I think like when the iconic coaches are no longer on the sideline, oh, yeah. it lost a little bit of that feeling for me. So I- I'm going to say it's in bounds. And Britt, I agree too. Like I- I've been watching more women's college basketball than I've been watching men's college basketball. Okay. All right. Good stuff. What about for right, you, K. Walt? Has it lost oh, its luster for you as a Carolina fan? Well, you guys just mentioned it. Both of you alluded to it that, you know, unless you're a <laughs> yeah. fan and I'm a diehard uh, UCA, uh, UNC fan. So, um, you know what? They, they play next week or they, you know, play in early February. So I, I want to see where it, where it goes. Um, but the way that the Tar Heels have been playing and the way that the Duke been playing, it kind of lost and lost it, but we'll see when it, when it, when they when they line up and, and and you know and they tip it off and and that and and the Cameron Indoor and then uh, you know and and UNC and Chapel Hill as well. We'll see, but I, yeah, I, I think it's lost a little bit of luster. So that's why I posed the question. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll turn it back over to you, Jay. Good <laughs> stuff, K. Walt. Good stuff. Um, for the sake of time, I'm gonna forego a rant. But K. Walt, I think you got one fired up because I kind of read between the right. lines earlier about a rant that you might have ready to go. I feel like this is going to be Brock So Purdy I kind of want to hear this Brock Purdy rant that you got <laughs> ready. Um, he felt like so, he wanted to jump in a boxing <laughs> ring with people. <laughs> so let's let's give K-Walk the floor here. K-Walk, you got one minute, man. Let it out. One minute, that's it for a Brock Purdy rant. Good gracious. <laughs> Brock Purdy rant uh, haters. Brock Purdy doubters. Uh, listen to me, man. Listen. No, he's not Lamar Jackson. No, he's not Patrick Mahomes. No, he's not Josh Allen. No, he's not going to be those guys that you know you that that were drafted in the first round. But Brock Purdy is a baller, man. Look at his numbers. You put up, he put his numbers. You could put up his numbers against any of those guys, and he ranks third. And keep in mind, ladies, when you put up those numbers, when you look up at those numbers, he did not play the last game of the season. Keep that in mind. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Brock Purdy is not going to be Purdy every time. He's not going to be Purdy every time, but I tell you what, he's going to brock his butt off, man. He's going to brock his butt off. I tell you that was right now. Um, he's going to like my I, I, I say this all the time. You don't have to be great all the time. You just have to be great when you need to be, and that goes with any quarterback. Lamar Jackson doesn't play defense. Patrick Mahomes doesn't play defense. We talked about Roquan Smith, Roquan Smith. We talked about Chris Jones. We talked about all of these players that surrounding around these players, man. Yes, every quarterback, every quarterback needs a a, a, a supporting cast, whether it be on the offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball. But at the end of the day, that quarterback has to get the ball to those, those ball players. Brock Purdy does that in crucial times, all right? Let that man play ball, man. You know what? Let that man play ball and let it play out, man. No, he's not the same as not the same as Patrick Mahomes. And what stature? And what stature is he not the same? Let it play out, ladies and gentlemen. And watch what this man does. Watch what this man does this this weekend. I'm telling you right now, you're going to see a Brock Purdy that's going to get the right situation, the right situation with or without Debo. He's going to come focus now. I'm telling you that right now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. I know I went over on a minute, but that's Brock Purdy. I can talk all, all I could talk all weekend about this dude. But Brock Purdy, if you listen to my brother, you know what to do. All right. Good, good stuff. Feel better? You got it off? Oh, no. I'm not going to get be better until he gets it done. <laughs> until he gets it done. <laughs> Britt, you got anything you want to get off your chest? I don't have. Well, you know what? If he wants to go Brock Purdy, I'll go this direction 
just gonna say Joel Embiid and 70 points for all you haters. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Good stuff tonight. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. It's getting late, so let's wrap this thing up. Uh, okay, walk well, real quick, man. Let's let's get who's balling in here just real quick, and then we'll get out of here. Who you got this week? Who's balling? All right, I'm going to go on, man. We talked about them earlier about the UNC and Duke. I'm going to go on, man, R.J. Davis, uh, University of North Carolina point guard, uh, leading the uh, ACC and scoring right now 21 points a game. Uh, had 36 points last night against Wake Forest. Right now, they're ranked number three. Ladies and gentlemen, if you paid attention to the University of North Carolina men's basketball team, two years ago, they were they were, they were were 15 minutes away, 20 minutes, three minutes away from winning a national championship. Last year, they didn't even make the tournament. Right now, they're number three in the country, and they're blowing teams out. But are led by R.J. Davis, who's averaging, again, uh, uh, 21 points a game, had 36 last night. So my man, R.J. Davis, has been absolutely bowling all right good so i'm gonna have to tune in man i have i don't think i've watched one carolina game yet so i'm, I'm gonna best have to team i check them out Jay, but you know i'm a tar heel fan best team i've seen in quite some time man, from this team all right i'm gonna go uh south carolina women's basketball only undefeated team left on the women's side gigantic matchup thursday night against lsu uh so the south carolina women's basketball and dawn staley undefeated absolutely balling Britt, who you got um hmm, i don't know which way to go you know what i'm gonna go with the fans of the detroit lions not necessarily the team i gotta shout out the fans of the detroit lions i know they don't play but the excitement they have they got I, you would have thought I became a Detroit Lions fan. Right, so. <laughs> they got right, me so. excited for some reason. So, no, I have to give the team credit, of course, because they won the game. But I'm happy for the fans of the Detroit Lions. They finally got to the NFC Championship, which they have been praying and hoping for for many, many, many. I think it's been over 30 years, many years. I don't know if this is their year, guys. I I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's a lot to know. But if they get there... I will be happy for you guys because it just feels like that city really, really needs it. So I'm going to go with the fans. Good hey, can call. I just say this? Based on back, back and all, I mean, uh, piggybacking off that. If they weren't playing the 49ers, I would be a diehard Lions fan. I really would. But that city's got enough love right now. They just won the championship, national championship in Michigan. So they, they should, they'll be all right for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're an easy team to root for. You're yeah, right. They really I mean, are. They're, they're they really an easy are. team to root for. All right, K. Walt, let's get out of here, man. Tell the people where to find you, what you got going on this week, and if there's anything you're looking forward to. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Kevin Walker, uh, Instagram, Kevin.Walker1472, uh, excuse me, um, Twix, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, at KevinWalker142 <laughs> uh, as well. And you can catch me tomorrow night alongside my co-host, uh, Eric Scott, on uh, uh, Sports Talk with K Walk and E. Scott. We never had it so good, Sports Radio. Wherever you find your, uh, you get your podcast, check us out there, 7 p.m., 7 to 9, we bring it. I'm inviting these two guys uh, to, 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 to join us. Or this guy and this lady, I should say. Let me let me, let me stand corrected there. <laughs> I'm bringing up, I'm putting up the two five, ladies and gentlemen, for East Scott's entertainment segment. So you guys are welcome to, to do that. Uh, no, no, what, no, what's what's the category first? I have no Brit. I don't even know. That's the thing about <laughs> I just, it. Everybody I just need to know the I category. Know. I, we I Brit. I don't know until we get to the Eric, Eric, East Scott segment. That's the thing about it. And I'm I'm putting up two five blind. 
I have no idea. <laughs> I know when when the guest calls in. So bring, bring it up. I'm putting up $25, ladies and gentlemen. So catch us there again. Sports Talk with K Walk and these guys never had it so good. Sports Radio on any uh, podcast that you uh, that you listen to. All right, good stuff, K Walk. You guys can find me at Jason Talk Sports on on all social media platforms. And man, honestly, I'm really looking forward to this Thursday night. South Carolina, LSU, that's going to be a really good women's basketball game. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to this week. Britt, what you got? Well, first and foremost, the reason why I say that, guys, for those listening, I know we're winding down on time, because East Scott, on this show tomorrow, guys, it's a good show, by the way. So, of course, we're going to support, of course. Appreciate it. Appreciate but he always got these categories. It'd be like 1913 music. <laughs> No, it's it's not that far back. It's not that far back. But it'd be a lot of old school stuff. And mind you, I'm younger than 45, so I'm not gonna tell you it's my exact age. But I'm I'm a little bit. I'm much younger than 45. So come on, can I get some Disney? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just reach, kidding. reach out to him. Reach, reach out to him because I never know. I have no idea. He'll and Jay will know music. Yeah, he'll bring up educational stuff that Jay knows better than I do, and Jay will beat me. So he, he's fair. It's just he's it's fair. just the luck of the draw. Yeah, yep. that's right. all it is. And if you pick the right number, you you you'll be you'll be fine. Because if <laughs> it's TV wonder. shows, I know I already lost. Movies, <laughs> I lost. It yeah. don't even matter. <laughs> but uh, no, you guys can catch me on Twitter, Instagram. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I said that wrong. Guys, catch me on TikTok, Instagram, X, when we know that's Twitter, at Brittany Monique is at the bottom of my screen. And, of course, it is basketball time for me. NBA, college basketball, that is what I am focused on as of right now. And I may or may not be here next week, ladies and gentlemen, depending on how my Niners do. So. <laughs> We showed up. Lose, you'll show, you'll show K-Walk up. K Walk will be here to face the music, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, he'll, he'll be, be here. All right, y'all. Good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, do us a favor like, share, subscribe. We'll be back live next week to talk about these uh, playoff games. So, so come join us 7 p.m. next Tuesday for Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker. I'm Jason Collins, and we'll see you guys next week. And no more Cowboys talk. Let's go. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.